0: Hi the Boomers! Welcome to the 90s, when Sonic was still in his original form, not the brown one, the blue one. Sega were slipping away from dominance but hadn't had their final glorious resurgence quite yet, and we still viewed the world through the lens of the official fortnightly publication, Sonic the Comic. We are the Humes who think we're in charge, I'm old uncle Jock McBoomer. And I'm your Celtic brother,
1: Chris McFeely, and we are here with Sonic the Comic number 107, and we'll draw a line under it. There. <laughs> That'll be the last accent we do this episode, will it? No, I can't swear to that, but we won't do the whole thing. There's hate crime laws these days. Imagine if we did the entire episode. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's uh, issue 107, cover dated July the 8th, but released June 25th. Ooh, summer holidays coming up. I know it is. Oh, well, from my point of view, anyway, end of June. Oh, no, wait, no, no you get your holidays at the end of June, we're don't We're going to, Chris, we're going to dip
0: our toes in the very sea in this week's Diary Zone.
1: <laughs> hey, is it the super fan, dabby, dozy, crazy, wibble, p- cheese, potato, boing, summer holidays <laughs> coming up again? You know it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Clan... The clan meet Bravehog, Sonic's ancestor.
1: Because you see, it was 1997, <laughs> and the 90s were when Braveheart came out. <laughs> Pay no attention to the fact that the film came out almost two years ago in the uh, UK. No, but that's still in terms of like catching up to, to where everyone's doing parodies of it. I suppose we've had the Spice Girls for a while. No, we've only had the Spice Girls since last year, 96. Yeah. All right, that's a year. Wanna be? that's a year well clan the clan though what's that i don't know i did a little research and did all little i little. can conclude it is a reference to the suzy quattro song can the can oh it must, that's definitely
0: it That's It definitely sounds
1: it. like something stc would do right yeah
0: the people editing this will have been young for that and they'll have that in their head and they'll think it's a reference everybody gets and yeah definitely
1: that mm. for sure that's what it is so the cover itself Mick McMahon on his what's first, sorry, sorry, what's Can the Can about? No, oh, I didn't go that far into it. Carry on, then.
0: <laughs> cover itself, Mick McMahon, his yeah. first
1: cover artwork, I
0: think. Must be, mustn't it?
1: He's not been around that long. Unless he, he wouldn't have had a decap on at any point. No, he hasn't had any decap. And it is of... Well, it looks like Sonic, you see. It, doesn't it? But he's dressed up in the garb of a Highland warrior. Mm. Battling some kind of dogman in a crown with wooden sticks in the past they're very obviously in the past yes this guy's wearing uh, armor and a crown he looks really medieval doesn't he it is past times Mm. Mm -hmm. in addition to that we've got an explosive pin-up the spice maidens yeah uh hot bed
0: happenings under
1: the spice maidens there hot bed happenings decap attack doesn't make any sense to me. Nope, I don't know what they're on about. We got a fuel blown Sonic story. Zero Zone uh-huh. concludes. Also makes no sense. Wait a minute. Oh so so hang on. So all of these are like heat and fuel themed. An explosive pin-up, a hotbed, a oh. fuel blown What time of the year is it? Nothing. June. Summer. Summer heat. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I this it. doesn't carry on into the control zone. This is this is bizarre. I'm literally only clocking it now.
0: Yeah. Is it just because there's like yellow and orange clouds behind them on the cover, so it kind of looks like an explosion, but I don't think it's meant
1: to be? Perhaps, yes. Unless Clan the Clan is not a Susie Quadro reference, and it's oh. somehow feeding oh. into this in a way oh. we don't understand, because we oh. can't understand what the reference is. We're going to get told off, aren't we? Yeah. I, you know what? If anybody out there understands it, they can tell us off if they want. But no, well, stick it up, you. Yeah. There's nothing clear <laughs> about what, no, whatever, if this is, so, no, whatever reference this is a reference to, and you think, oh, I can't believe they did, it in there. no, it's not <laughs> obvious, it's not normal, and I won't have it in this house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best I can guess is that it's because in the story, the baddies are burning down villages, so it's like fuel and there is a fire bit, uh, and stuff. Yeah. That, it, it's got to be
1: that. And Captain Plunder's Hoodoo Hubbub, Bat Bursting Boomer Art. <laughs> Those at least actually refer to the content of the stuff. Yes. But I did not experience this issue as a child. Ah. Because it another polybagged issue. I have no memory of this. Because as we were told last issue, this issue came with a Kellogg's Bat Shield mm. and Discs. A mm. bit of promotion for the new Batman and Robin film, which gets a full page ad later in the issue, so we'll talk about it mm. then. But yep, it was polybagged, so I didn't get to read it when I was uh, oh, just yes. stealing it out the shop. Not yeah. stealing it. That's not. Right word, but, you know, when I was pirating it, pirating, pirating it with shop, your eyes, <laughs> with my <laughs> eyes in the shop, in the manner of a child.
0: Oh, and I must at this stage lodge a minor complaint uh, that my copy of the comic has come out wrong uh Uh-oh. i've got no staple at the bottom ripped through don't know if that was them or me that did that but then up at the top there is a staple but it's not right on the spine like, oh it's, it's a no! little way in just a little way in but it means that it has a bit of a bend to it whenever you try look and open the, the perfect symmetry
1: of this oh. staple look at that control oh. zone 10 o'clock in the morning and the Humes who think they're in charge aren't even in yet. If I know them, they'll either be too preoccupied with their free free gift or they'll be diving into packs of Kellogg's Frosties, Choco Flakes and Corn Pops where rumour has it There's more Bat Discs inside. You know, not to belabor the Scottish theme of the lead strip in this issue, but you read that list of Kellogg's cereals and you do kind of think there can be only one, don't you? (laughs) Choco Flakes and Corn Pops did not survive the quickening. (laughs) And the rest of the old welcome screen is just listing off the contents of the comics. Sonic in Hog, where we find out about his ancestor. We're told the story will be about fighting dictators. Obviously, runs, runs, like a hedgehog runs in the family. Then we got Zero Zone. There's no tortured like a bird's through line to the puns and no. jokes in this week's no, uh, Control Zone. They've, they've
0: exhausted zone. all of that on the cover.
1: Yeah, like a bird's explosion. <laughs> We got Decap, <laughs> we got Captain Plunder, plus a Spice Maidens <laughs> pin-up to flavour your walls.
0: Okay, okay, that's fine, that's legit, yeah. Yeah.
1: Spices, yeah. One more thing before I go, next issue comes free, free. with an exclusive mega-sized Sonic poster. You got that backwards, it sounds like the poster's what you're buying, and the issue comes free with it.
0: Yes, it does, actually, yeah. yeah. like The next the issue, issue comes, comes with, free with a with
1: free. Yeah. Yeah, free, free with all packs free of... With.
0: of, of Kellogg's yeah. corn pops or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's
1: an exclusive mega-sized Sonic poster, so we're going to have to see if we know what that is because I don't. Oh no! You know, I wouldn't. I didn't have it, so oh, I have see, no yes. idea what it was.
0: So it's not just going to be a two-page pinup. It'll
1: be. A it says actual... mega-sized, so it's it could Ooh. be stapled in, could be another polybagged issue. Oh well, we'll yeah. see, won't we? But we've got a fortnight to make some space on our walls, <laughs> and Megadroid says, "I know you can do it."
0: So is this? Have we? Have we reached the end of the Badnik pinups?
1: I don't think so okay but we'll see spice maidens in this issue so do you know what would be an interesting endeavor Mm -hmm. that i'll do someday when i'm bored oh sure Is going back over and just seeing exactly how many of them there all were oh yeah and if they did actually do all the badniks from sonic one and two
0: yeah oh that's a good question yes because
1: obviously they haven't strayed into three at all But obviously they are something with a finite lifespan, because if they genuinely were created for the badnik spotter Guards, and I think Mm. all evidence Mm. suggests they were, Mm. then they will run out. They won't start making new ones for the Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles and Chaotix and Sonic 3D badniks. No. So I think we could be very near the end. Mm. I'm not going to sit here now and mentally run through all the badniks and try and see did they do one for that? No, I will figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Next <laughs> <date>. <laughs> tell us about
0: the green gripe <laughs> stc news is the info box at the bottom do you remember everybody they have the control zone box at the top of megadroid talking to us and then they have a little bit to fill the rest of the page sometimes um, sometimes they haven't got and anything been filling it with much lately. yeah <laughs> just tell you what the instructions for getting your art printed are again uh, no this time we've actually got a piece of news uh robotnik's green gripe There's a a bit of really dodgy vector clip art here of Robotnik. We've seen it before. Yes. And it says, Rumour has it that STC has not seen the last of Mad Dictator Dr. Robotnik, especially since he's heard that from STC 108... The green light is on for the UK's only official Sega comic to be printed on recycled paper. So the most happening hedgehog on the planet will be cooler than ever. Now that is guaranteed to get up Robotnik's nose. That's news that hits differently now than it did in 1997. Uh, Now I'm like, oh, good for them. Yeah. And then I was like, no, it's going to be rubbish.
1: It's going to look terrible. That's my question. Is it gonna look or feel any different? I don't. I can't I don't remember know if it does. In my head, I remember associating the recycled paper with the comic feeling worse. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, I think that all I've done there is given the very short space of time between the comic changing the stock of yeah. the cover paper yeah. and this coming in, which is what less than ten issues. Oh yeah, barely any. About ten issues thereabouts. It was just just before issue one hundred they changed it. I think the flat circle of time has just compressed those down in my memory. So I genuinely don't know if the comic is going to feel any different in any way.
0: Well, I had two reasons to be very wary of this and think of it as a bad thing. The first was that, uh, you know, the diet version of anything is always worse. Sure. The good-for-you version (laughs) of anything is always worse. That's what I thought then. These days, it doesn't seem to be the case. And when something switches to Recycle now, I'm like, yes, A, good thing. B, can't tell the difference. But two... I had been, at some point in the 90s, introduced to the concept of recycled paper via a demonstration of it at the local science museum. And what comes out Mm. is a ragged old mess covered in hairs and colours and strips and stripes of all sorts of bits, and it was just markedly worse. So I'd got it into my head that that's what recycled paper is. Now, presumably, not done right in front of you with a tray and a person wiggling materials about, (laughs) it's
1: probably going to come out looking better. Yeah, that feels familiar. I must have seen a similar demonstration. Or maybe just saw it on television or something. Yeah. I'm just a little curiosity to see what next issue feels like in my hand. Because I've got, being honest, hmm. in the 10 or so issues since they've changed the cover stock, I've managed to not flip my thinking, I've just surrendered to the inevitability of it, rather, yeah. you know. The old issues still feel better.
0: Oh, yes. Well, it was always the case that STC used to feel above and beyond the ordinary grade of a comic. Mm. Used to feel deluxe. Yes. Okay, it's a shame that it now just feels like a comic. But that's a comic, you know. That's what comics are like. It's fine. But yes, it is it is less deluxe. And it's about to get less yeah. deluxe still, but we'll see. It might be fine.
1: Well, it may not be noticeable at all. And, and let's be honest, you know, an environmental approach with recycled yes. paper is not ill-fitting. Absolutely For fitting. the environment versus Industrialism theme of Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: If it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for STC going recycled paper, we'd have had 40 degree summers three years ago instead of last year.
1: <sighs> <laughs> Sonic, Brave Hog, written by Lou Stringer, and art by Mick McMahon. Oh, and letters. After Sonic saves a Mobian from a badnik attack, the Mobian asks him why he puts his life on the line for others, prompting Sonic to recount the legend of his ancestor, Brave Hog, who long ago convinced the scattered tribes of Mobius to unite and fight back against the conquering armies of King Lear and his hyena subjects. The Mobian reveals that he too is a hyena ashamed of his own ancestry, but Sonic doesn't hold the crimes of the past against him. Well, we've approached this with great trepidation mm. in advance, but it's all right, isn't it? It's all right. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz I wouldn't go so far as to say I really liked it or anything but his ground is perfectly fine I, so there's two things
0: that uh i, I won't speak for us both but that i was uh, uh anticipating with some trepidation uh one was that i just don't like Braveheart, Sure. <laughs> and i didn't sure. think that it was something i wanted to read a Sonic comic about but i was actually there was loads of jokes in this that i really liked and two is that this is the inaugural sonic drawn by mick mcmahon mm-hmm which has a reputation. Yeah. But me and Abby were just looking at this and going like, yeah, we like this. I <laughs> just
1: like it. I really like it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. As a debut, I think it's fine. I don't necessarily know if it is like representative mm-hmm. of where his Sonic art will end up. We'll see. But right now he, he draws a very nice Sonic, but it's clear that STC as a whole is not being made across the board to draw Sonic f***ed wow. up and wrong yet. <laughs> so this looks nothing like
0: a sonic comic it is a huge change it's a departure from everything we're used to at least in the last many many issues you know back when things were they were just throwing all the artists into a partner and people Mm. were drawing sonic really differently to each other yeah um this would have fit in then and been an interesting one but i love what it does look like this look that it has is fascinating to me i mean look right bottom of page one look at his full body sonic there's literally only one thing that isn't perfect about it, and that is the boomerang eyes that we've seen brought in with Sonic 3 d redesign. Like, that is the concession they're making. Yeah,
1: that is a lovely, full-body drawing of Sonic.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one thing that I think Mick is doing here. Apart from like, so there is a head-on view on page two of him, and yes, he has the Sonic 3D spike. Yes,
1: he's got the upwards. Well, they're not quite, but kind are of, they? They're yeah, weird. Yeah,
0: done in his own way that makes it seem to sort of fit and work, I think.
1: Yeah, They're halfway between... Yeah. normal and upswept like Sonic 3D, yeah.
0: It's the Christmas tree starting to stick up on its way to the pine cone, isn't it? Yeah. Really, the only thing is that I, I said a minute ago, the boomerang eyes. Like, what are the, you know, the anime pointed sunglasses the that angry people eyebrows. have. The eyebrows. Yes, but do you know what I mean? Oh, oh
1: yeah, the Kamina from Gurren sunglasses. Yes. Sunglasses. Yes, yes <laughs> the squirtle
0: sunglasses that point at the edges. What? The, who used to have it when we were kids? Um, the fireballs in Mario. Was it the fireballs or was it the the mouses half of the baddies in the super show had these things because of mario 2 that point is i think affected here by the sonic 3d thing because i've noticed it in the artists for the last few issues they've all started doing really pointy eyes including elson and uh, i'm not really into it but that is the one thing that i don't like about the way mick's drawing sonic at this stage basically
1: and to be honest like he's delivered it Best I think out of anybody yeah. that's had to do it so far, because there's a real sharpness to his mm. lines, and there and there has you know all along there has been a real a fine sharpness yeah. to his lines that that it lends itself well to. I have no. Hmm, that, the more I look at this one full body drawing, though, that ear is kind of growing out of the middle of his forehead, though. Oh, you're absolutely right. It is. Yes, the ear is wrong. Yeah, yeah. But that's and that that will the probably will be wrong. a result of using the Sonic 3D model where the ears grow out of the forehead. Definitely. <laughs> but then he's, he's got it right in the panel just above where it's above his eye. So. Yeah. He's got this way now of drawing here, though. Um, And we've seen it in his Decaps, but it's, I think, the big difference between his Decap and his Sonic is Sonic does not give him the room to caricature the way Mm. Decap does. Yes. He does not have the room to push his lines in the weird, extreme way that Decap allows. Later on in his stuff, in my memory, like, basically, Mm. all his Mobians are just these same sort of generic pink vole people. But there's a much simpler line going on here in this. And as a consequence, one of his little artistic affectations, which is on display in DCAP, but stands out much more in his Sonic work, is this way he draws a highlight line on every surface. Yes. Which is then coloured in a lighter colour. Yes, it's not just a line of highlight. He
0: actually draws mm. an outline for the highlight.
1: Yes, but he draws it, and it looks like it's drawn in the coloured ink, in fact. It's mm. not part of the black line art, no. But it, it's coloured ink. Anyway... So, all that aside, let's, let's Brave Hog. Brave Hog. Page one.
0: Badniks. Uh, look at these badniks. <laughs> bad I nicks wish
1: re- somebody would go down the STC offices. I wish somebody <laughs> would pay Faron Rodriguez to do the badniks from Sonic 3 and <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3D and Chaotix so that the... Flippin' STC officers would have records of what badniks are supposed to look like instead of continually letting people make them up.
0: Yeah, but I like what he's made up. So these badniks are chasing after just someone. We don't know at this point who it
1: is. They're in a hood that covers their face. He's wearing a big cloak, yeah. so his whole head is covered in shadow under, under a hood.
0: And the robots that Mick has drawn are like these lumbering... Uh, listeners, if you know the robots from Silent Running, you can picture those, except with really long arms, so they kind of run along like monkeys, like on their hands as much as they do on their feet. And they've got these really dopey big eyes with eyelids half-closed. And yep. they just look daft. They're really... I like them. They're really funny. <laughs> they're, nothing, they're not bad nicks in any
1: way, but no. they make me laugh. Then Sonic comes along, smashes them open, and big fat green flickies fly out of them. Yes. So we're at least in the now, Yes. You know. Even though you know Sonic explains that uh, Doctor Robotnik must be trying to extend his control outside of Flicky's Island. Yes. So that's the new reality badniks all have flickies now. well it's not is it because dr robotnik vanished was dragged off through a mobius ring by a cree prosecutor last issue so in the inevitable stc trade paperbacks <laughs> this issue must be placed later in uh, the continuity yes. <laughs> but
0: this was my first big laugh the guy in the cloak says to sonic gasp does this happen often around here
1: and sonic says every other wednesday or so weird that <laughs> every other wednesday that's hey. when the comic comes <laughs> out. <laughs> Love that. Page two. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Brave Hog? Have you ever heard of the legend of Brave Hog? <laughs> says Sonic. And the guy in the cloak says, Uh, no. What night's that on? <laughs> Yeah, so Sonic tells the story of six hundred years ago when the folk of Mobius lived in separate tribes. So we see these are supposed to be badgers, I think. Yes, they don't really look like badgers. Yeah, they do. What do you mean? They don't look like badgers. They look like gross extruded plasticine people with black stripes over their eyes, where badgers might have them. Well,
0: okay, but that's the main thing to me that demarcates a badger. They don't look like they don't look furry. You're right there. No, and
1: it's part of it is because of the hands. Do you know what I will actually give McMahon, though? Is that I feel like there's a greater sense of consistency in his depiction of Mobians. His weird, stumpy, plasticine badgers and hyenas mm-hmm. and stags and other creatures that we see look like Sonics. Yes. You know, not Sonics in the way that a modern Sonic mm-hmm. character version of a badger or a hyena would look. But there's this hedgehog tribe we see that Hog belongs to that stands alongside... Uh, all these other creatures. And they're the same basic shape and there's the same ethos of cartooning in them that is not generally present in a lot of other STC generic Mobians. So McMahon's got that going on and that is a rare thing in STC, I think.
0: And actually, page two here is a great example for anyone who doesn't ever quite understand what we're talking about when we talk about McMahon or Nigel Kitching or people who use shapes, interestingly, in their drawing because... If you look at this first badger and you start at the tip of his nose and you follow the line all the way to the tip of his finger, what a gorgeous (sighs) shape that is. What a lovely run for your eyes. A big arc of
1: action. Yeah, it's fantastic. (sighs) Arms stretched out behind him forming like a perfect curve. And then as
0: we go from him further back into the distance and you see some huts placed across the landscape and some badgers in the distance and the further back we get, the simpler they get and the more basic shapes they become until they're almost like hieroglyphics mm. really simplified down to its basic that's the shapes way of drawing that i've been trying to explain this whole time and i it's fascinating
1: to look at. to me i love and it this badger comes running into the village and goes they're coming who's coming laddie speak up not my in-laws i hope oh mother-in-law jokes hey. And it's the uh, the hyenas who ride into the village on horseback and burn it to the ground. They do. Cat they win. come
0: riding into the village on horseback and one of the badgers says, no, how can they do so much evil? Because uh, everyone's Scottish <laughs> in the past, right? Yeah. Everyone.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the horse says, hey, so long as they feed me oats, I don't ask. <laughs> this is the best and
0: funniest admission of this weirdness that I think I've ever seen. The why does Mickey yes. Mouse own a dog question? Here answered mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. they're playing along and yes it's weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the horse just <laughs> talked and I was like, well first I was like the horse talked and I was like, of course the it's horse, horse talks. All the animals talk on Mobius. That's how it works. But this is none of your on... flicky tweet nonsense here no. with tails on his dad in the booth. No, the horse is a person too. <laughs> but
0: it's a full on horse though. It's not a bloke. It's a a, no, horse-shaped it's a yeah, horse shaped horse that someone's <laughs> riding on. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I just imagined the idea of a hyena riding on the shoulders of a Mobian horse. <laughs> that's how people used to get about in the past. It's a living <laughs> Exactly, this is an It's a Living horse. Yeah, yeah. So we meet King Lear, that's L-E-E-R. Yes. Because he's a hyena with a permanent grin, so he's constantly leering, you get it? Yes. And Sonic explains that back in those days, people were too reluctant to help other tribes.
0: Yes, the the stags do not speak out for they are
1: not badgers. Yes, I hear the badgers have been conquered. Well, serves them right. They're so primitive, and their claws are filthy from all the digging they do. And
0: here's where you realize loose radicalizing you know, us. That's yeah. This
1: is when it clicked. This is I was like, oh, that loose stringer's at it again. Yeah.
0: By the way, Uh, if there's any shadow of a doubt, that's something we like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh gosh, yes. The hyenas come riding over the horizon and the stags see them coming. They can't do this to us. We're stags. But the people soon found out that the hyenas didn't care who they overrode. So Sonic's ancestor, Bravehog, leader of the Hedgehog tribe, stands up and, and tries to, you know, unite his tribe and say, Whole tribes are fallen because they won't fight together. We must unite against this barbarity. Why? They won't help us when the hyenas attack. Then we must set an example. I'm sorry, Bravehog, but it's every hedgehog for himself. Oh, that was his name all
0: along. He was always called Bravehog.
1: Bra- yeah, he was yeah, that's it, you know. But I love the gag that ends it, where one of the Sonics slinks off and goes, I wouldn't risk my neck, even if I had one. Even if I had one! <laughs> even if I had yes! one, because Sonic characters don't have necks. They're two balls on top of each other. <laughs> We've made that joke on the show. Love that. Like it Didn't it almost feel
0: like Lou's been listening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, but you must have thought the one thing I did, of course, though, was that they're all... They're all, they're all blue. blue. They're all blue. They're all not keen. They're, not, they're all blue with Sonics. Yeah, they they should, should be brown. Be brown. They are a kind of purplish. They're off-blue, yeah. Mm. But still, yeah, they should be brown and have individual... Now, I understand why they didn't, because the iconography mm. of the concept would be lost. But I already disliked
0: that from uh, the Quest for the Chaos Emeralds. I was really annoyed in that, where they go and see Sonic's ancient ancestor, um, Masonic, which I now realise uh, is a better joke than, than I thought at the time.
1: Yeah, that's that's a pretty joke, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty good joke, um, yeah.
0: And he's blue, and I'm like, because i know i know that in adventures it's not it wasn't gonna
1: count for that sure but
0: i kind of didn't know that at the time but in stc it should yeah yeah they shouldn't be blue. but i tell you what they are a sort of brownish blue so here's the headcanon then that's the color that they used to be. The reason Sonic turned blue with the cobalt effect is it unlocked his old
1: gene. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it unlocked the primal Ur hedgehog gene yeah. that reverted him to it, unlocked his genetic memory, yeah. like Akira. The perfect life form, the original
0: hedgehog, was blue. <laughs> These guys are on their way to brown. <laughs>
1: Uh, We got a little cutaway with King Lear coming up with silly new laws. We've seen Lou do this joke before, Mm -hmm. back when Grimer was cracking down, but just pre-issue 100. It's a punishable offence for cats to meow, for birds to fly, and for dogs to lift their leg. (laughs) And a dog goes, why? Why? And he doesn't lift his leg; he just sort not of not in the pissing way. He's just not he in the goes pissing way. He just bit. sort of lifts his leg off the ground a bit. He's kind of leaning, yeah. And one of the hyenas goes, "My lord, that dog just defied you. I saw him." <laughs> and for that, he chooses to wipe out the fox tribe, uh, the cousins of the dog, the fox. That's an odd Decision? And like, why did
0: Lou feel the need not to wipe out the dog tribe?
1: Well, presumably they conquered them already. That's how they're making. Uh, uh, oh yes, of course. That's how they're making laws for them. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes. What about Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when they attack the Fox Tribe, that's when Brave Hog steps up and says, uh, If we stand. Uh, you know, if you weren't clear on it already, uh-huh. he says, Listen, we can stand against these creeps if we work together. <laughs> and the Fox says, But you're from a different community. Mm-hmm. We can't. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're doing, Lou Stringer. <laughs>
0: So Sonic gets uh, captured. Bravehog gets captured. Sorry, Bravehog gets captured. It's funny, he
1: does look, isn't it funny? How <laughs> Sonic start looking like their ancestors. <laughs> They're going to shave off his spikes. And he says, what kind of power do you abuse when you order a dozen hyenas to capture one hedgehog? Oh, there's nothing consistent about this voice at all, is there?
0: (laughs) That was an odd way of... uh, I had to read that balloon a couple of times. What kind of power do you abuse? Do you abuse? Because it's because the king has just said, your spikes will be shaven off for your disobedience as proof of my power over this land. (laughs) What kind of power... Do you abuse? I feel like I feel like that's an edit and it shouldn't have been do you abuse.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling like there's an edit there. Yeah. What
0: kind of power do you have if you have to get all of these people yeah, to capture one guy?
1: That's it. He's, like, he's saying my power and Sonic's saying your power. Not Sonic, Brave And Bravehog's saying your power. It's not your power, like it's the power of the bully, you know, yeah. It's the You need know, a dozen hyenas to capture one. That's not the power, that's that's just what then the, the the onlooking crowd says. That's right, this is the work of bullies. Maybe we should join forces. Aye, let's wipe their smiles off their faces. And they, uh, yeah, they, they pile in. They free Brave Hog.
0: United, the tribes fought back, inspired by Brave Hog's fearless battle cry. Clear off!
1: <laughs> do <Donk. laughs> he hits King Lear with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> From that day, the people of Mobius live together. Wow, that Bravehog was a cool character. Yeah, he's obviously who I take after. And then the twist, the guy in the hood reveals, he's a hyena. <gasps> but he says, and, th- and this was a bit, yeah. you're rightly proud of your ancestry, but I can't say the same for mine. Mm. And Sonic says, it's not your fault your ancestors were dead heads. <sighs>
0: (sighs) He'd be English, wouldn't he? Because he's like a descendant of the king. (sighs) Brave Hog must be the coolest hedgehog ever. (laughs) Well, he was. Until I came along. Oh, Chris, you know how there's always a joke? Lou always puts a little joke at the end in one of his Mm -hmm. last parts. I think someone on the Discord was saying that they enjoy them more if they imagine... What was it they said? Like an iris out at the end of every Lou?
1: Ah, yeah, well, we've often made iris out jokes on the podcast, yeah. Well, the other day,
0: I was showing Abby a script that I'd written for one of our comics mm. and it didn't have one. It had everything leading up to, but it didn't have the final joke. And I, and I said, I need a, what I need to put here is a, and then it came to me, these are called the Stringer Stinger.
1: <laughs> the Stringer Stinger. And we've got a Stringer Not like Stinger. he invented them no! or anything. It's just, that's a tremendous Stringer Stinger. Somebody open up a new spreadsheet and start keeping track of these. But in STC, he's the guy who does them, so it's a Stringer Stinger. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. The Stringer Stinger. But obviously the real sting in the tail is that, uh, hurrah for multiculturalism. hmm And that different communities should work together and intermingle and that the evil deeds of past generations should not be celebrated and have statues put up uh, celebrating them and just be defended as being a part of history by members of those communities uh, and in that we can work together to move past the ancient hurts of the past, as you do, you know, in a Sonic comic. You don't see any statues of hyenas upon Mobius, do you?
0: <laughs> no, they've told them all down.
1: Wow! <laughs> you didn't get this when you were a kid, no. did you? No. I don't know if I would have got this when I was thirty. To I, be know. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, no. I think I think it like it took the, the collapse of civilization the last five <laughs> to ten years to, to wake me up a bit. Yeah. Yep. Lou, you know Lou. He's he's the man. So yes. For all the trepidation with which we approached this strip mm. as a combination of just being a pop culture parody of something that was in the headlines at the moment and the debut of an artist who is not well-remembered as a sonic artist. I just liked it. Yeah, that's perfectly enjoyable. We strip some good jokes in it. It's good. Good message that is tragically more relevant than ever at the heart of it all. It's good. Um, Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's good. Completed about it's good, yeah.
0: It's good. Brave Hog.
1: Brave Hog, good. Good. Bumf stamp Bump. leads next issue Robotnik's Wrath now here we go so you can't help but be like okay this was, a bit, yeah. in be- this was a bit of old stuff in between the <laughs> most <ones>. exciting <laughs> that's been happening in the post 100 <laughs> era yet but a nice yeah, perfectly good restrip yeah Arr.
0: Arr. Captain Plunder and the Spice Maidens part 5 who are the news Written by Nigel Kitching, art by Uh, Nigel Dobbin, uh, and letters by Elida Fell. The statue of King Akatek briefly comes to life, to curse Captain Plunder with misfortune and calamity. (laughs) Plunder laughs it off, figuring his luck is bad enough already, but as the pirates gather up the treasure, the curse starts taking effect, and Plunder is almost crushed buried, and impaled in short order. To keep the rest of the crew safe as they head home, Zorabel puts Plunder in a lifeboat and tows it along behind the ship,
1: the perfect target for an hungry shark. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine, but uh-huh. this time none of the Spice Maidens even get a single line of Dialogue. Yeah, they're
0: just not in, in it. It's a Zorabel and Captain Plunder strip, this. Which is
1: fine. Which is fine. But I feel like the first two parts of the strip wrote a check that the rest of it is not cashing.
0: It's especially odd because this issue celebrates the Spice Maidens with a poster.
1: With a poster. And there's done absolutely nothing with them mm. to, to make you want a poster of them. Because mm. they were set up well. Yeah, yeah. they sent us having a go with the Spice Maidens Not not in the slightest, no When we were introduced to them we were like, Mm. oh this is nice Mm. They're not one for ones Yes, there's a ginger one and a blonde one And three dark haired ones, one of whom has an afro The visuals are broadly intended To map onto the five girls But personality wise They're not not just Spice Girls parties. they are characters Conceived in their own right and the strip has proceeded to do absolutely nothing with them. And there's simply no way that the sixth and final part can pull it round. Even if it does something with them, there's just no way it can pull it round. So, yeah, I can't help but feel somewhat disappointed by this whole endeavour.
0: You sort of, what, like, what it feels like is that they're going to do a song at the end. <laughs> you know, like, like if this was a some random episode of something and the Spice Girls were tagging along and doing the occasional line... Now and then, but actually... The- uh, if you want to be my
1: lover, got to get with my crew. My lover. <laughs> my lover. I
0: it's like... Um, I really, thinking- really, really want to oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> The Right, the thing about this strip
0: is there's almost nothing to say about it because it's one of the sort of comics where essentially a single moment is depicted across the the breadth of it yes yeah. there's not really much happening the main thing that happens is following the curse we get this lovely sequence of captain plunder slipping like a pearl drops out of the treasure captain plunder slips on it falls all the way down the stairs crash doof kerf, boof, dish, ends up in a pot he stands up the pot's stuck on his head all of this stuff's going on and i'm thinking to myself this is keep this this is a Don't cure the curse. This is a better strip now. If we just have this stuff going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, maybe it won't be cured by the yeah. end of it. I mean, because the statue says, from this day you will be condemned to misfortune and calamity. Mm. And the first thought I had, which is obviously the first thought you're meant to have from the narrative, because yeah. it's the first thought Plunder has, is... Well, the strip has already gone out of its way yeah. to repeatedly paint plunder as incredibly yeah. unlucky in a huge file up which I don't necessarily believe no. past STC strips back up. But that was obviously part of the conceit to set this up. But then the point is, like, you know, so I be lumbered with misfortune and calamity. What kind of stupid curse be that anyway? Well, I think it means you'd be going to get a lot of bad luck, Captain. <laughs> That's a laugh. How can my luck get any worse? And then it proceeds to get worse. So I'm wondering, where, where are we going with this?
0: Do you know I just thought of an interesting angle on Captain Plunder that would be quite fun. Is that we have this complaint that the story keeps telling us that Captain Plunder is a bad pirate. But he's not really. Like, he seems to be fine. Like, when he was introduced, it wasn't, look at this idiot pirate who's bad at yeah. being a pirate. But it that's something that keeps... Wouldn't it be an interesting angle if what it is is that his name is like John Plunder, and so because of his name, he felt obliged to become a pirate, and that's why he's not a very good pirate.
1: <laughs> well, Daddy was a pirate, and uh, you know how it goes.
0: <laughs> also, no one has ever, in all, of the, in all the strips where they've been taking the piss out of him, I don't think anyone's ever called him Captain Blunder,
1: have they? No, that's yeah, it feels like What's that's, going on with that. That's the joke, you know, if if the last couple of strips yeah. Captain Plunder the biggest foul up on the Seven Seas stuff like that, you know. Not <laughs> more like Captain <laughs> Blunder, am I right? Like
0: like that's exactly the insult that Azorabel would aim at him or one of the Spice Maidens, but no one has.
1: I always said you'd be the stupidest pirate on Mobius. Oh man, the Zorobel voice is getting <laughs> more strained and ancient and wizened with every passing episode. And... I can see his, his throat coming out of his mouth like a pelican. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, as you say, pot on head, then he throws the pot off his head and smashes the roof and it starts to cave in, And then he, he, but he gets out from the cave in, but then the, the rubble knocks over a big load of axes and stuff in the tomb and they all fall over on top of him. Mm. I think the curse be working already, Captain. Uh, it could be right there. <laughs> and uh, Oh, you know what? I don't think I got it. What? But, um, yeah, I don't know that Dobbin sells the moment. But the final panel of that page, page four, he's supposed to be turning to camera to reveal that the whole right side of his hat has been sheared off by a falling axe. A load of axes have fallen over on him. That second to last panel, he looks like he's all right. Last panel, he's supposed to be turning. Imagine it in motion. Yeah. Turning, Daffy Duck style almost, to reveal that the axe did... Shave the whole half of his hat off, and because and we
0: saw him from the side in the previous yeah. panel, yeah,
1: and we can see a little bit of his baldy head underneath as well. And
0: that's why you're saying oh, he, he could, could, be could be right, right there. there yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, I thought it was just a decision. Like, you know what? You're onto something, and we need to yeah. solve the problem. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. It's supposed to be a comedy beat that doesn't quite land, and I think that's because the two panels should be the same angle. Yeah. To really, set they should be almost statted panels with just Captain Plunder's head turn being different in it. And
0: also, the final panel is too zoomed in, so you're not.
1: Yeah, you can't even see the full hat. Yeah.
0: You you can technically see it, but you're not looking at it because it's the edge yeah. of the
1: panel, basically. Yeah. not quite land that moment. Mm. Boy, oh boy, that curse is really doing the business. Shut your trap, Simpson. <laughs> now we've heard that like three or four times yeah. at this point. That's a catchphrase. That's yeah, yeah, yeah making yeah. that a catchphrase. Listen up, plunder. Ain't no good with you on board. You're likely to bring bad luck to all of us. Uh, what you got in mind, your majesty? So they put him in a lifeboat, and yet they tether it to the back of the ship, and as it sets sail, he's towed along behind it in the empty ocean. Oh, well, at least out here I be away from sharp objects and stuff that can fall on my head. And then, poof, shark. And he doesn't see it, of course, he's reclining feet up. <laughs> Nothing can hurt me out here i actually thought i actually thought the strip was over this seemed like a a comedy beat to end the story on yeah. almost you know except it doesn't otherwise it doesn't feel like there's been any resolution but mm. but uh just flipping through the pages of the comic i could absolutely believe that's the comedy end of serial beat next issue the treasure but it, yeah as you say not a huge amount to actually talk about because it's really we see one beat Mm. Unfold over five pages. We seem to have managed, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. But I am actively disappointed about the non-role the Spice Maidens have to play in this, and I do wonder if they do anything in the comic outside of this strip ever again. Yes, till they come back? Yeah, because it feels like there was enough set up at the start there to do something with that They haven't, and yeah, that's that's uh, kind of just like my prevailing thought about this serial. But we'll mm. see how it all ties off.
2: The the you're yeah, we'll
0: I did an actual double take when I saw this. Yeah, it's been one of these in a
1: while. Oh,
0: and it's a Saturn game.
1: Yeah, Saturn Bomberman. Yeah, I'm sure you were in love with the first paragraph.
0: If Saturn Bomberman sounds familiar to you, it's because this game... Well, his, uh, I wasn't in love with this. It's because this no. game started life on the Mega Drive. Nope. It was for Japanese and European personal computers. At a time before those were standardized, so there's not even a way of saying what it was for without listing a load of weird number and letter designations like MZ-700 and PC-6001. But some bloke from Hudson Soft did say in the 90s according to my research, that the NES version is the definitive one. Oh, yeah. So it obviously didn't start on the Mega Drive.
1: Well, no, but, yeah. There but, was a Mega Drive game is what he's saying. Yeah. I was referring to the fact that he then says <laughs> this is one of those games like Worms Yay. that possesses extreme playability.
0: Yes, and, and and he's right. Like, what he means, it's difficult to really pin down exactly what he means, but I agree with it 100%. It's that sort of game. Worms, Bomberman, Lemmings, the high-concept games where it's like, this is the game that's like this which not even sonic is there are other platformers yeah
1: and that's a kind of game i really like oh yeah i had mega Bomberman. i've talked about mm. it in the show before i mean there's not much to dig into in the review because the, the overall summary is that it's good fun good game yeah but it's really just a Mega Drive game. Mm. There is no, there's no advancement. It's not taking any advantage of the advanced capabilities of the Saturn. Uh, yeah. Raves addictive and action-packed gameplay. Graves graphics and sound could be much better. A Mega Drive game in disguise. And I took a quick look, and yes, that is in fact the the prevailing opinion of the game across all the uh, archives. All reviews. the reviews, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. That. yeah. That it's good, but it. There's, It could just be a Mega Drive game.
0: Yeah. And also, it seems to be some kind of a sort of conglomeration of previous games, like various different games up till this point had had different power-ups, and mm. they just kind of throw them all into this one, and at least one review was like, well, all right, it's, it's kind of too much in that case. It doesn't all balance. But um, But the thing is, I think... Had I had a Saturn at the time, and had I had this game, I'd have enjoyed this game. Oh, I'd say so. It's just one
1: of those where, like, yeah, if you've already got it, you've already got it. Don't worry so much. Yeah, there's not a lot of variation in Bomberman games. No. But before we flip to the centre pages, Mm -hmm. just as we close out this review zone, Dave, I'm afraid it is that time again. What time? Time to say goodbye. This is the last review zone.
0: Oh, no. And I was so excited to To see see it. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: but no, this is it. Now with issue 107, the review zone ascends to Hedgehog Heaven and joins the new zone and the Q zone in the retired features area. The retired features area of Heaven. (laughs) There's a a little velvet rope. (laughs) Yes, um what what more you know it's it's a it's a oh. review section so we can't like lionize it the way we have the Q zone and things in the past but um w- was it just last issue that i really started to go off on one about the death of a thousand cuts Pro- oh pr- seriously here's, here's another one
0: it's lionized in my heart i mean honestly this is a part of stctp that mm. i have really enjoyed because oh, it's God, like yes, it's like keeping up with what's going on i'm able to you know splice the music in yep. gives a little bit of variation to the listeners that way I almost wonder if we ought to start looking up what games were coming out and see if we have anything to say about them ourselves.
1: I would say no, because we won't. We didn't. There's only one console, and we didn't have it. So mm. we're not going to be able to say anything about it the way we could about about other things.
0: I must have been buying games, though. There must have been games I was getting around now. Maybe for
1: your computer. Yeah, yeah. That's it, but there's not going to be any... We weren't buying Sega games. So, in that spirit, it's not hugely surprising that we lost the review zone, when all they had was... You know, whenever you think back to the launch of the comic and everything, and how they had the Mega Drive, the Masters, and the Game Gear, and the Mega CD, and then later the 32X, all to review for, and now they have one console to do games for, that would require, at minimum, two games to be released every month. And that doesn't Mm. seem like they were bringing that many games (laughs) out for the Saturn back then, surely? I mean, maybe they were. That doesn't sound implausible, no.
0: No, but the the, the Saturn did not make a cultural impact. We just don't this know. What it. They did. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, but wait, I'll tell you why. I've just twigged. I mean, it, well, I, I'm just going to rephrase stuff we've already said before, but sure. it's because... Any games that came out on the Saturn that were of interest, that, that made any kind of cultural footprint, were also out on PlayStation, the mm. console anyone gave a sh- about at the time. And often, we've found, they compared poorly, like Tomb Raider. So
1: I mean, Knights yeah. has got to be the Saturn game, right?
0: That's the Saturn game. That's the, if, you, if you needed a Saturn because you wanted a Saturn-exclusive game,
1: that's kind of the only one. I mean, there are others if you if you know stuff. Was Panzer Dragoon on anything else? That's But I don't know if that mattered or in no, any way. That was literally just the only Saturn game I could name that's not Nights.
0: No, exactly. I can name Burning Rangers, but I can't I tell couldn- you anyone... I've never met anyone who's ever had it. It's just something I found out about on the internet. It's probably not out here. Like, yeah, what's Saturn for for me personally for my personal context what saturn is for is it's the place where they started development of games i do care about that came out on the dreamcast and not on the saturn so
1: which not many people did wind up caring about in the grand yeah. calculus of video game history yeah that sonic adventure was on the dreamcast
0: and that is a shame now but now i did love the dreamcast enough that i reckon it'll be kosher to sort of revive the review zone later on as Dreamcast games start
1: coming out. Yes, dig up stuff and see what's going on then, yeah. Mm, Yeah, but STC doesn't. So farewell to you, review Mm. zone. You've served us well. Yeah, I've loved you. Tragically, you're just sort of not fit for purpose given the state of the Sega (laughs) Enterprise right now in 1997.
0: How about this? Thank goodness it was a real game. This is not a Madden sequel. Oh, this is yes. not a FIFA sequel.
1: You gave us the Takushi singularity. Yes. You gave us the language of the Gibbon.
0: <laughs> we can communicate with those now. Thanks for that.
1: Thank you, Review Zone. Rest well.
0: Aww. You're going to miss it. I know. Raves, we liked it. Graves, it's gone. <laughs>
1: Graves, it was good. Graves, sometimes it wasn't, though, actually. (laughs) Graves, your options are... (laughs) pin It's them panels we was just after talking about.
0: Yep, it's those panels where it's the slice, 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 slice. Here are all the Spice Girls.
1: And it says, so put ice Maidens, Maidens, you did it Sorry, again. sorry, <laughs> Spice Maidens. Yeah, these were the, the introductory panels from part two of the Spice Maidens strip showing cinnamon, nutmeg, coriander, pepper, and tarragon. And it does actually make
0: for a good poster. Yes, it's
1: quite a nice poster. Here they are. If they were characters that were from anything. The only problem <laughs> is that it's predicated on you caring about these characters. Yeah. And I, and that is one thing I will say, is that I do imagine any Sonic the Comic reader and Sonic fan would care more about a single random badnik than any of these characters yeah. that we've been given no reason to care about since they were introduced. And what a shame!
0: We should have, you know, a Zorabel poster and a mm. and a who, whoever that dweeb was from the Sonic strip a few issues ago. That oh, goes Norris on, Wimple! <laughs> Norris Wimple poster and things like that. Not that he's been named yet. No, but but that's the sort of thing i want posters of oh now i'll tell you what i would like a large size badnik pinup but it's all the badniks with their names under them you know like Ooh, every single a-
1: like like the ultimate <laughs> badnik pinup the non-badnik <laughs> pinup like all 25 of them or however many there have been yeah, just like, all up on one pinup put, put like up together. you used
0: to be able to get of you know all the pokemon when there was 150 of them and stuff like that and you just put it up and it's got them all um or you know swatty kids have them but for different species of insect and butterfly and things like that
1: oh that would have been nice yeah yeah oh that's a
0: shame and even nicer would have been if they'd sourced the real drawings of the badniks which they do have because
1: they printed them in the first summer special I mean they but that's these basically are those aren't they I mean Rodriguez just sort of copies those and then puts his airbrushed colours on them well yeah so just put the real ones (laughs) well why they they only had black and white line art why pay someone to colour them when they've already basically had Rodriguez do that yeah, but then, they're not as good, are they? And well, I know some of them aren't quite right to do in the that. Colors.
0: Why didn't they pay him to just colour the real ones? <laughs> flood fill, click. <laughs> no, he's all about his uh, spray can stuff, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, it'd have made him look all interesting. I'd have that now. I'd have that poster now.
1: Oh yeah, it's that's sp- a nice idea for a poster. Actually, I think you'd need to do a big, proper poster for it though, yeah. not just a double-page no, oh, no no pin-up. No, it need to be a big poster. Like, you could squeeze them in there, but you want a nice, big, foldy-uppy poster that you get packed in with the comic. Yeah. Well, you don't want it foldy-uppy. You well, no, the you don't. You want but... a nice, rolled-up one. But yeah.
0: you know what I mean? If it was done out like a Nature Spotters poster, maybe, but of Mobius, and so it's like, here are the badniks. Oh, singling out
1: like the zones, and this is where yeah. you find these. Yeah. Yeah. You'd need, yeah, somebody get on that. Yeah. Back of the pinup is the review zone, and, as usual, the next issue page which uh, we will talk about at the end of the episode, but, well, we have to flag it up now because um, it had a big impact on the Diary Zone. I have a bad case of Diary. I have a bad
2: case of Diary. I have a bad, bad case Zone. of Welcome, Diary. Everyone, I have a bad The
0: Diary Zone. Welcome,
1: everyone, to the Fortnite of... of the Fortnite of, Fortnite of STC 107.
0: When I was writing in my diary, and we have that diary, so come with us to the past, for the full experience of what it was like to live there. Because summer is approaching. Now, remember, Ooh. remember that I'm currently banned from chat rooms on oh, the internet. Yes.
1: Oh, it's the, it, so we will be returning to the old ways in the diaries. Yeah. You know, I don't have to put up with your crap. No, exactly. Uh, That's well, the thing. no, you don't have to put up with the current brand of <laughs> still crap. still going to put up with crap. Up, yeah, it's a different kind of crap. <laughs> a more innocent kind well, of no. crap.
0: You're you're absolutely right, And and you're righter than you know, because instantly, as soon as the chat room is switched off, I actually do kind of go back to being little Dave, in a way, and you'll hear it. You'll hear the tone straight away. Wednesday, the 25th of June, 1997. In all caps... Life rules. Yay! So I've, I've very quickly overcome my depression from being banned from chat rooms. Life rules, and there's a series of bullet points here That's about why life rules. There a list rules. of reasons yeah. why, of course. There's a flipping list. My lack of homework. Yes. Hell yeah. And we can get behind that now. Oh, absolutely. For just a moment, everyone, really, just think about the fact that you don't have any homework. Oh right my God, now. it is the best. I swear <laughs> to God, you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate it. I haven't had homework, not from school anyway, not not like maths homework or science homework,
1: for 20 years. I refer to reading Sonic the comic yeah. the night before I record Sonic the comic, the podcast, yeah. as my homework. That's, my,
0: that's our homework, yeah. Yes, that's as close
1: as it gets at 40 kids. <laughs>
0: The imminent summer holes, of course. STC tomorrow. Oh, we've not grabbed this issue yet. Haven't got then. that one Haven't yet. Been straight out the door. No, STC summer special soon. Is that true? Was
1: there one? No, there wasn't one this year. You must just be assuming. I'm just assuming. Tragic because it is our first year without one. Yeah. Well, not counting 1993, four, five, six, we had one every yeah. year. And not counting
0: 1992, 1991. Well, years Sonic the Comic has existed. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I don't... I cannot explain this bullet point. I can speculate. There's a lot of
1: things in the diary zone that can't be explained.
0: No, but normally I can. Normally I can be like, okay, I know what I was getting at here. I don't know what this is. The next bullet point is... (laughs) There are more pens in the shop. (laughs)
1: Oh, the thrill. Oh, the thrill. <laughs> More, pen. More pens. That's why I think this one stands out to me. It's because I haven't mentioned any previous pens. You must be wanting to buy some pens. Maybe, maybe a future <laughs> entry pens. will clarify for us. The next bullet
0: point, activities week. Have I told you about activities week before? Do you know about this? That's the last week of the
1: school wherever you don't have to do crap all.
0: Yeah, but it's not just that. Like our school, not the school I'm at now, the previous school, it had like a week of an elective thing Mm. in the first year it was that we went on a day trip somewhere every day for a week that must have been expensive and then i can't remember what was it the middle one the last one was like just hanging out in this one classroom and doing whatever you wanted and that was when i was playing on the game Gear. yeah
1: i know i remember this and this sounds like abject nonsense to me we could maybe bring games in on the last half day yeah yeah, yeah. the rest of this nonsense
0: apparently the the big school does a version of this but i think it only lasted a a day maybe a couple of days yeah
1: your whole week to blow that means the holidays have basically started i know yeah it was it was flipping amazing yeah (laughs) but 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 the thing is like that just seems like a slippery slope to me because Uh if the whole last week of school is a write-off uh-huh. Then everyone's going to start building up to that and yeah. then the whole it'll it'll bleed into the whole yeah. week before it and everything. Yeah. That's why you just have it be the last day. Well that is what No,
0: but yeah, what you're describing See you're you're talking like a cop right now, Chris. What you're describing is a good thing. How dare you? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. You're talking like a teacher because how dare you? <laughs> because everything you're describing is a good thing and exactly that what was so good about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I did now don't get me wrong, I carefully picked good ones. There were options that were bad. There was a sewing one. No, I picked the one that was like, we go to the safari park, and I picked sure. the one that's, we hang out with our friends and play Popples.
1: You still on the Popples even now? No, that, that year, I'm saying. Time. I picked oh, sorry, good yes. ones. Yes, I forgot we were changing.
0: However, that. yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. There is now a subheadline Funny. We're going to have something funny here. Hey, funny.
1: Make a change.
0: It's just a little thought that I've had in my head that i found funny. Um, and it says, Luke's, <laughs> Luke Skywalker's dad was originally a Jedi knight. So that makes Luke a forcekin.
1: <laughs> funny. How dare you.
0: Funny. <laughs> That's not unfunny though, come on. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday the 26th of June 97, activities week, we've got play in a day. And uh, in between the words play and in a day, I've put one of those little uppy pointy things, so I've made it play pop-hills in a day.
1: <laughs> right. <geez. laughs>
0: so this was obviously some kind of thing where we were supposed to devise and perform a play in a day. Oh, right. We pissed around all morning, had dinner for about three hours, and then... Sorted a play, and all while playing Puppils. Oh,
1: do you remember when you could do that, you, and you just sh- it out and it was done, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Imagine how you were challenged now. I know. To play in a day. To now. write a play. You'd be up at six in the morning, yeah. sweating about it endlessly. Yeah. You would eat at your desk, yeah. not enjoying it.
0: No, we just made something up in the last half hour before the end of the, the day.
1: freedom, the innocence of the child.
0: STC issue 107. Ooh, here we go. I
1: was disappointed. Oh, see, that's interesting to see that even you know we have historical evidence of your how you received mm. Brave mm.
0: Yeah, wasn't into it. However, they seem to be saving themselves for the holes with a four-part story:
1: mm. Evil Empire mm. about the mm. Knuckles Metalixes. Woohoo! Sweet. Jesus. That's it. It's here on the next issue page. Yeah. We'll go through it in detail at the end, but yes. What
0: I'm referring to, they don't say it's about the Knuckles Metallics, is the preview image was just the eyes of a Knuckles Metallics. And we knew what those eyes were because we had mm-hmm. obsessed over that image. For over a year now, like a year and a half nearly. At the end of the Metallic story, the end of Return of Chaos... Back in what, issue 72, 73? It ended with Grimer unfolding a parchment thing with a... I suppose it would have been a blueprint sheet with a drawing of a Knuckles Metallics and going, I've got a better idea. And this is not that drawing. This is a new drawing, but it's Mm -hmm. of those eyes. And the triangular sort of insignia thing that goes between those eyes... And I knew what that oh, meant. on site. It's, oh it's my wild God. that it actually took
1: this long to pay off. Yeah.
0: So excited. About the Knuckles Metallic's, Woohoo! And the compulsory summer special, which I hope to purchase oh. during an actual holiday this year. Happy sigh shame. And now I'm finding out there wasn't one. I mean, I didn't even realise there wasn't one. And look what I'm doing. I mean, what I'm doing is I'm wanting a quiz kids, aren't I? I'm yeah. wanting a, a, a traditional summer thing and I'm a finding out summer, they don't exist. Yeah,
1: entertainment, yeah.
0: And then I say, imagine it. Starting tomorrow afternoon. Nine weeks Oof. of ultimate
1: pleasure and bliss. Wait, nine please. weeks. That's the that's ultimate the full and July and bliss. August then. Please. Yeah. Two full months. No, you've but you've normally gone back in mid-August in past years. Is this a big school change now that you get the two full months?
0: I don't know what was happening. I remember this being a weirdly long summer holiday. I remember oh, the go. excitement of it. Like, you what? Nine weeks. Two months. It says, imagine it. Imagine it, the bliss. Anything you do in a summer holiday rules. Yeah. Be it
1: drawing, going to a movie, playing a game... Going shopping. Lying on your whole scratch in your belly. It doesn't matter. It's the summer holidays. You know, as much as we celebrate not having homework anymore, yeah. do you remember the yeah. concept of summer holidays? Mm. It's it's unrecapturable as an adult. Yeah, yeah. Because if you got two months off, you'd just stress about it.
0: Right now, me and Chris work from home. And the sort yeah. of thing that we do is the sort of thing I'm talking about. The kind of thing I was excited to do in the summer holiday because it was the summer holiday.
1: Yeah, that we would have done for our own entertainment for no money.
0: But like the grueling work version of that where it's really hard and you have to do loads of really hard work, it doesn't feel the same. Because if it feels the same, we get anxiety. We know we're doing it wrong.
1: (laughs) Now, don't get us wrong. It's better than digging a ditch. (laughs) But. All right, Rose Royce. (laughs) But. It's not the same. Yeah. It's something you don't when we think about
0: childhood nostalgia people always say like oh childhood nostalgia is when you have no responsibilities that's not true though you did have school you did, you and your homework, homework and, and school and stuff you had yeah. to be you were expected to be good at stuff you'd get told off if you weren't good you had to be at a certain place at a certain
1: yep. time just as much as any yep. adult with a job had to be
0: and yes you were helped yes but you still had to the summer holiday is what we're thinking of when we think of childhood without restriction without responsibility Because I wanted to draw, play a game, go shopping. (laughs) Hanging in the garden with a fanfic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's that's new. That's a new thing for Summer 97. Anything! It all becomes happy memories. I remember last year, it says, sitting in Sainsbury's, reading a comic and drinking Classic. That's all it takes to make a happy memory. Classic. Must have been a cola. Sainsbury's brand cola, mustn't it? Mm -hmm. And so, we enter... That's not me, that's what it says. And so we enter Summer Holiday 97. Friday the 27th of June, Uh, last day of school, mind you. It's not, it didn't start on a Friday. Summer Holiday 97 starts here. I took my Walkman to school. We played, we recorded. We did indeed. And I've listened to the tape and there's a story that's not told here, which is play in a day. Didn't happen, we didn't put the play on. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, we get there in the morning, all raring to go, ready to put on our play, and the school has commissioned the school theatre be repainted. Oh. So we can't use it. Oh, well. So, no play. No play in the day. And nothing of value was lost. I mean, yeah, but it's like, well,
1: we could have not had responsibilities yesterday <laughs> we were a bit cross you didn't you sat around and at lunch for three hours and did nothing we devised a play at some point apparently in the last half hour of the day from the sound of things i
0: can't imagine how we did it if i now had lunch for three hours and it doesn't matter when that lunch starts even if it starts at 10 i don't have time left to do a single thing before
1: three o'clock that day What the hell are you talking about? God, that's... Yeah, you know, that's the thing about childhood and the flattening of time is that you forget how early in the day school actually ended. 3.40, my big school ended at.
0: Nothing. If Mm. I see it's 3.40 now, I'm like, cool, I've done well to finish my lunch. (laughs) (laughs) And we went... Home, ready for the 8.5 weeks. I've downgraded oh, it from nines. I found out it. we go back on a Wednesday. Ready for 8.5 weeks of drawing, writing, chatting, go. shopping. Re- I'm up for the shopping. Aren't I reading, middying, holidaying, cloud doodling, padding, creating, whooping, and pcing. So, cloud doodling. Was something I liked to do on my holidays. I would sit there. I'd have a pad in my hand, padding because I like to uh, fill up, and pad up with cartoons. And I would look up at the sky and I would draw any little guys I saw in the clouds. If I saw any little shapes that looked like little guys, now I've got a new cartoon character. I'm design that, and now I've got a new uh, cartoon character. Yeah. It's not. A, I should. I'm gonna do that this year. Yeah, that's something for this summer. I'm gonna do that. I'm going on holiday. I'm gonna take a pad and I'm gonna draw clouds. Hell yes. I didn't. And as I sit here now, looking at some good fluffy clouds, there's nobody up there. Is this a skill that you lose with age? Oh, no, there's one. Saturday, the 28th, the official first day of the summer holiday. Woo, Woo! Woo! what a day.
1: What? Chat for two hours! <laughs> uh, hey, what the heck is this now? Apparently it's not banned at weekends. Oh yeah, because it's all off-peak on weekends, isn't it? It's not free, but I think it's I think it's it's cheap. It's 1p a minute. Yeah, 1p a minute, yeah. S- you're still racking up more than a quid though, aren't
0: you? 1p a minute for two hours. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Wrote another chapter of The Metafuse, only two more to go. Do you remember what The Metafuse was? No, I remember the name, but I can't remember what it is. It's the fanfic I'm writing of my adaptation of Flicky's Island that I wrote before STC. <laughs> did theirs yeah sunday the 29th tip of the day tip of the day a chapter a day gets your fanfic finished i finally finished the Metafuse. monday the 30th the official first holiday day of the summer holes
1: yeah weekend doesn't count it's not till monday yet.
0: exactly but it still feels normal just like a weekend oh well every summer holiday gets continually better starting the second week a bit of wisdom there, that a, bit of wisdom there a, bit
1: mm. a little pithy boomerism. Mm. <laughs>
0: Tuesday the 1st of July nearly got round to actually doing End of Mobius 2 today and for the rest of the day I just did stuff. For example, and this is a picture that I am going to send to you.
1: Hey. Laying around, laying around, laying around, catching a spider under a cup, and uh, watching some ants go by. Oh, that is summer, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yes, you can tell they're ants, because they're carrying a leaf, a piece of cheese, and a a sign sign that says they are ants. Yeah, so I guess what actually happened was I lay around in the garden. Got bothered by insects and went inside. <laughs> 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 the
1: one downside of summer.
0: Yes, I've not laid on grass since then, you know, because there's Ugh, no. In there. Oh
1: God, no! That's something you could only do as a child. Yeah.
0: Like I uh, know. There's all insects in there. So they're gonna go in my hair and down my shirt, down my pants. Wednesday, the second of July, eleven thirty-one p.m. I'm listening to Sonic Mega CD. Trying to resist the temptation to whistle along. Cause it's after my parents think I've
1: gone to bed. That's the mega CD soundtrack you're saying.
0: Went to Office World today. <laughs> wow. <Whoa. laughs> and I bought. Listeners of STCTP know about this, so I don't have to bring this in. The Mask, The Origin. The original Mask Comics on oh. CD-ROM.
1: Oh, on CD-ROM, that's right. The mask the, mask. the Mask. The Mask. So, it's you... so good to be so bad. Saturday
0: the 5th, on holiday! Hey. And it doesn't say here, but with sleuthing, I've determined that I believe we were somewhere in or around Yorkshire. Huh? Mike called firstly. We talked about the week that he's missed, etc. I'll see him next week. The week that he's missed. So apparently, I consider my friend to have missed. My week, and <laughs> yeah. not the other way around.
1: <laughs> tip of the day: read more Discworld. Tip of the day, di- you prat. I know. <laughs> tip of the day for who? For you? You're saving a little tip for yourself. Well, are you saving it for archaeologists? <laughs> well, it's both, isn't it? I mean, and, and let's be honest, that's a good tip that I should actually try and take to heart.
0: Read more Discworld. That's a good tip. Yeah, yeah. I've read a bunch, but I could read more. Same. It's a good tip. So it's my first day on holiday, and what? have I spent it on apart from the drive
1: secrets of Mobius. <laughs> brackets end of Mobius seven. Oh right so you're just presenting this as like the next chapter it's
0: officially the next chapter not a separate story
1: end of Mobius chapter seven colon secrets hmm. of Mobius brackets part one Close brackets
0: and Chris I'm about to say something that's going to give you the fear and I want to reassure you
1: now okay I'm gripping the armrests I'm ready
0: <laughs> that this is not how it ended up and it's all going to be okay is more of an interval between End of Mobius part 6 and part 8. Psychic damage! Uh, No, that's not how it ended up. It is just a single thing. However, by reading more Discworld, I hope to improve my skills enough to be able to write it as well as End of Mobius. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that took a turn, didn't it? (laughs) Well, I will say, any listeners to the Patreon will know, Mm. he has achieved that. It's better than End of Mobius. And the Influence of having read real books <laughs> is apparent on Secrets of Mobius. We've
0: been speculating what was I reading, and what you reading. Apparently, yeah. Discworld. Disc world. Yeah, I don't see quite how that answers the I questions we have about. I don't about...
1: necessarily feel that no specific influence. It doesn't feel like it's influence at all, does it? But there's a narrative approach to the world that sort of steps outside linear storytelling. <laughs> that I can, yeah. and that's a ridiculous thing to say about some fifteen-year-olds. Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction, but it's f-ing true. There is an approach to the storytelling wherein you step outside of a linear narrative that I could understand being influenced by something like pratchett
0: so what i'm saying is i'm hope to improve my skills enough to be able to write it as well as endemobius which took five years <sighs> to perfect <laughs> yeah that's it perfected it. <laughs> uh, yeah no i see what i'm saying though i'm hoping to be able to write something straight away that's any good yeah. and i'm so i'm trying to suck in writing skills and you can do far worse than trying to do that by absolutely. reading Discworld books especially yeah. when you're 15 absolutely tip
1: of the day read more Discworld.
0: yeah I've been writing chapter synopsis notes today and
1: I'm working towards an ending. Wow, working ahead, actually figuring out the story yep. ahead of time? I'm planning Holy ahead sh- of time.
0: What does that tell us about Secrets of Mobius that we're reading over on the Patreon? Like, it's all going to start adding up. Um, in fact, I will leave you now in favour of writing that. 6th of the 7th, Secrets of Mobius, th- It's second day on holiday and I'm just writing this fanfic. Fit. but then I suppose I want to do that now I want to go on holiday and just write and not have to do anything else and I guess this was when that started yeah finished chapter planning for the whole thing oh it ends with spoiler uh, and don't tell me don't tell me now. spoiler no. don't tell me and the reader wondering how they ever put up with the end of Mobius.
1: <laughs> well, I have got there a little early.
0: <laughs> Without knowing this story. So, oh, <laughs> oh <right. laughs> I'm going to wrap up all the plot holes in end of Mobius, apparently. A tall ask. And now I'm planning prophecy of Mobius. <sighs> Fear not. There is no prophecy of Mobius. It's pl- it, never no, it's- it never happened.
1: It never happened. It's a total fabrication. It's false. It's a fake. It never happened. Well, we haven't had a chance to do an It Never Happened in a Million Years. Beach is where we went
0: today. And then it simply says, and this must just be what me and Andy were doing this day. It says... Robin Hood Robin Hood climbing up a tree Robin Hood Robin Hood slipped and grazed his knee called for the nurse returned in a hearse Robin Hood (laughs) and then it says Robin Hood Robin Hood eating loads of chips Robin Hood Robin Hood spitting out the pips to tell you the truth one chipped
1: his tooth
0: Robin Hood that's quite good Robin Hood (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh that's some um, Popeye the sealer man living in a caravan <laughs> territory There,
0: Tuesday this is our final entry for this fortnight the 8th of July 97 The Legend of Mobius oh. I've been planning Mobius book one since ooh, probably yesterday <laughs> I've got the ending sorted and here we hit th- now we're going to hear a rough outline
1: of Legend of Mobius The Unmade Prequel or prophecy of Mobius to the adventure. Oh, so we've renamed prophecy legend now. Okay. So here's the outline. Doctor Kunmi Oh off 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 into the sun.
0: Okay, carry on. We'll see Locks L O X wake the demon. Off oh, off. Then we'll summon up, and this is this is all in the prehistory of Mystery Island, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll summon up the mighty stone based on what? Now this is the one interesting sentence in this based on what he saw Zachary doing. Okay,
1: well, you're bringing Zachary into it. That's something.
0: I think the protagonist of this book is a, you know, protagonist age, like old boy, young teenager, Zachary, mm-hmm. who's going to... Something about this will turn him bad. Solid idea for a story, if, depending on the rest of it.
1: Doctor what was his name?
0: Akin Kunmi. And in a minute, you'll find out why. Oh, all right. The elders will help by summoning large, jewel-shaped masses of magic. Zack and Elise will join in, and the jewels will blast power at the demon under Akin Kunmi's command. It doesn't work. They need more power. The cats and Zack try to summon another jewel, but they're using almost all the power there is already. Finally, they create another. Using up the last of the power, the force of the blast forces the demon over the edge before it falls. It brings fire under Akinkunmi. then it says nb dr akintundi akinkunmi one mastermind last night <laughs> fair enough i just cast him around for a name for a doctor and one was on the telly and i wrote it down
1: all right kim <laughs>
0: <All right>, exactly <laughs>
1: mr penders jr it's
0: really really penders inspired i bet mm. i bet
1: oh well you've just had your first archies in the last you've got my first
0: archies it's all i'm hearing about from the internet yeah exactly
1: well no hang on he's not done any of that yet has oh, he has he not I don't know. Hang on, let's look it up.
0: Because if he hasn't, I can get him. (laughs) (laughs) What it ends with here is just a note that we went to Whitby. And this is my happiest day of writing that I have in my life. We went to Whitby. There is a bench that I still now i have been to Whitby a couple of times since. And whenever I'm there and I see this bench and I'm like, that's my writing bench. And I'll sit and I'll do a bit of writing on that bench because that's what I did. I sat there and worked and worked on this Sonic thing while my family went up the however many hundred steps it is up to the the, uh, famous thing in Whitby as they have this big long set of steps that takes you up to the abbey on the top of the hill. And I was like, no, no, I'll sit here with my writer's jotter pad and I'll just write all of these notes down. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lovely day out in a new town, sat on a bench making up stories about sonic the hedgehog i recommend it to everyone it was fantastic it's all you
1: ask out of life and a little little bit bit of cake (laughs) caught by the prefects part one written by nigel kitching and richard rayner art by nigel kitching and letters by ellie deville While attempting to tune in satellite television, Professor Stein receives a massive electric shock that causes him to hallucinate that he's a little boy again. Chuck, Head, and Igor take him to the hospital, but he thinks they're the cruel prefects from his old school and legs it. It's just jokes, Steve! It is a. Very silly one.
0: Is Caught by the Prefects a joke along the lines of grabbed by the Ghoulies? Oh I dunno. Maybe. Hmm. Could be. It hadn't occurred to me. No. Can't tell. It's just it's just the, the rhythm of it. Yeah, uh this is fun. Rigid consistency in drawing the young prof. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we've seen pictures of him before, we haven't we? We saw a we?
0: photo of him, didn't we, in the in the one yeah. where the thin controller was uh, saying. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: he was a little boy with lovely golden curls. Yeah, I tell you, talking about drawing though, it's just the gradual evolution of style over time. Uh-huh. But look at that drawing of Igor and Chuck at the bottom of page two. <laughs> yeah, look. It's incredible. It's hilarious to look at. They're just they're they're almost super deformed. (laughs) Igor peering around. Chuck. It's just great. I just it's just something tremendous about it. Just I just laughed looking at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah that's lovely isn't it i don't know i can't i wish i could add to that and really describe what it is
1: but no you can't it's indescribable it's just a lovely little drawing just a lovely little drawing yeah Yeah. so anyway chuck is up on the roof of the castle holding the satellite dish and he's not even sure you can get satellite tv in transylvania but uh the professor's twiddling the knobs on the television tell chuck to it about a little
0: and that's a good ego at the bottom of the page as well by the way yeah
1: with that that, always that drooping eyelid, that sort of general non-plussed look that Igor has.
0: It's like every part of Igor's face in this drawing comes from a completely different direction. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, Chuck is hit by lightning, uh, and it goes right through him, through the dish, down through the wire. Great drawing. And blows up the television in the professor's face. Oh, I believe it, 200 volts, and you're not even singed. Chuck's fine, but the professor thinks he's a kid again. So they take him to hospital while he's in the hospital bed and the doctors are seeing to him and everything, everyone else, Chuck and Igor and head, watch the telly. Yes. Because the, the, hospital's, the hospital's, got hospital's got television. <laughs>
0: They've got a telly in the ward, so
1: yeah, they're just watching that. And they're watching the football again, unfortunately, it's another DQF story yeah, where they yeah. just watch football. Yeah. <laughs> If I don't get my homework finished, the prefects will be very cross. Although I suppose he wouldn't be doing the accent, would he? Oh! Because he didn't have the accent when he was... Uh...
0: Yeah, he'd be talking
1: Welsh. Hang on, that's a question. Let me just look at his um speech bubbles. Yeah, no accent whatsoever. Huh. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Didn't yeah. pick up on that till just having that thought right now. He doesn't do the accent now that he thinks he's a little boy again because he didn't heck. do it back then. That's
0: fantastic. <laughs> If I don't get my own work finished, the prefects will be very cross.
1: I'll leave it up to you. I'm no good at Welsh, so. <laughs> Neither am I. Oh, he's a little bit delirious, I'm afraid. But don't worry. I'm sure he'll be right as rain again soon. And then Chuck and Igor and Ed are all fixed on the TV and they're going, Right. Fine. Shh, <laughs> The
0: prefects are here. They're after me again with their twangy rulers.
1: <laughs> twangy rulers. <laughs> Uh so yeah he legs it and he knocks the television over and breaks the wire uh, so they they don't see the cup the, the winning goal. It was the only TV in the hospital weirdly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they chase off after him. So we get two like uh, parallel panels. We see what's yeah. really happening across the top of the page is one half page panel of Chuck and Head reacting to the broken television and Igor going kill him. And the prof running off. And then below that, a monochrome sort of bluey-gray panel of what the prof thinks is happening. Yeah. Prof as a little boy running away from three cruel prefects who are masterfully represented here as those two boys from the diary zone an issue or two ago <laughs> uh, that you told us about that's from your th- school that's
0: them this is precisely what they looked
1: like one brick sh- house yeah. and one little weedy guy they're the stand-ins for chuck and head and it's represented here is this one football headed guy riding on the shoulders of this giant blank-faced mountain of a child and
0: then in front of them standing in for igor is a a chubby lad, perhaps, yeah. who's got a, a bit of a bowl cut. No, the thing is, yes, these guys look exactly like them, but that's the mastermind one. The one in the front looked like that. Uh. There's the big brick house one. The little one who's riding him, they had one of them. His name was Squig, and he was... <laughs>
1: of course it was!
0: <laughs> the way that it's laid out and drawn is that the three bullies are in exactly the same poses as the people in real life. I love the idea that the prof has gradually recreated... The exact circumstances of his torment <laughs> yeah. as a child by hiring, exhuming, and creating three guys who resemble his childhood bullies.
1: <laughs> you can't copy my homework. I forgot to do it, is what he thinks is happening. Mm. He j- he goes over to the window and he says,
0: Stay back! One more step and I'll jump!
1: And Ego goes, What do you mean, uh... I love this. One more step like, uh, like this. And he puts one foot towards <laughs> him and the prof laps out the window. I really
0: laughed at that even before yeah. I got to the punchline to it.
1: Chuck goes, Ego. oh, well, I knew you were a total creep, but even for you, that was nasty. Yeah, not really. After all, this is the ground floor. We <laughs> got <laughs> outside to see the professor face down in a bin i pissed myself <laughs> laughing at that i have to say the ground floor. i mean that's such a you've seen that joke a million times yeah. but i just didn't see it coming because yeah. in decap attack somebody could lap out the, yeah. the ninth floor window and be absolutely fine yeah and the way nigel has <laughs>
0: drawn the jump is masterfully yeah. done to hide that because it's at a dutch angle and The prof has kind of jumped up out of the window. He's doing a big fall. But actually, once you know, it can just be a few inches that you fall in. It's brilliantly done. Also brilliantly done, by the way. All of the art across these two pages is... One of those constants stopping you from seeing his nose things. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: he's in a big flappy nightshirt, a big Ebenezer Scrooge of a thing.
0: He's got his ass out nearly in every panel. As of the, every time he runs, you see further up his legs. But you never <laughs> see the whole thing. No, <laughs> never quite. You have to commission Nigel specially for that. You
1: never see his Frank N Beans. Hey ya! Hey! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Next issue: The Revenge of Frank N Stein.
0: So he's going to take his revenge on what he still thinks are the school bullies.
1: Presumably, yes. Uh, I could get into that. I could enjoy that. Mm. (laughs) Did your school have prefects? No. No, ours did. Mm. But they were nothing. Mm. (laughs) You know, they weren't, they had no power in any way.
0: Essentially, what a prefect is, is just like, someone the teachers have singled out for bullying.
1: (laughs) Not in private schools, evidently. Not in Frankenstein's school, no. They're the Woolies. I'm assuming the prof went to a private school. Hmm. I'll bet, like, the prefects were the baddies in Winker Watson. You know, in the beam. Uh, you know, a stuff uh, yeah. like that. Whenever you don't live in the school, the prefect means nothing. Yeah. Write in, folks, with your stories of prefecture. Were you a prefect? Did you incur the wrath of the prefects? Did the title mean anything at all in your school? Inquiring minds want to know. Graphic Zone. It's a Batman-themed one It's a Batman-themed
0: one because of our Batman-free gift It's only four drawings
1: It's a single page, yes
0: First one, James Day in Ilfracum, Devon Place
1: close to my heart um, has drawn Sonic as Batman. Can you Batman believe Sonic. it? Can you believe that that's what's been drawn in this, at Batman, least Sonic. the second Batman-themed graphic zone we've had yeah. in the history of STC? That someone has simply drawn Sonic dressed as Batman. What a dressed concept? Dressed
0: as Batman, the embellishments being, of course, that he has like a Sonic head instead of a Batman logo.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing more to say.
0: Perfectly well done. This is that a good rendition of the Batman suit there? Mm-hmm. And a good sonicization of it? Yeah,
1: well done, in fact. To the right there, an anonymous boomer has mm. sent in a picture of what, well, the, they've captioned it the dynamic looking Amy and Tails. Hmm. And it's a big, beefy superhero versions of Emmy and Tails. But I am pretty convinced Tails is dressed up like, beefed up like, uh, Jim Valentino's Image Comics character Shadow Shadowhawk, not Batman.
0: Yeah, is that right? I was going to ask you, because I saw what appeared to be, to my lay eyes, half a Wolverine mask. I mean, it's definitely not Batman. Yeah. Having Googled that, yeah, I can I can see it. Although it doesn't explain the shoulder pad with the red stripes.
1: Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what Amy's dressed up as. I would imagine that this has possibly been almost copied directly, but I don't recognize that particular superheroine.
0: Well, it's been extremely cropped out by the editorial team. Uh,
1: Well, that's it. uh, You think it's been cropped by the editors, yeah? Well, yeah. I mean, I could could see the anonymous boomer having cut it out of the page. It doesn't look so much cropped as it does cut out with scissors
0: actually physically cut out i agree yeah. with that it definitely is uh but well what, whoever did it it's been put on a blank red background
1: blank red not blank white you don't often see that yeah uh below that is a much cuter and cuddlier it's uh sonic you wouldn't even really say they were dressed as batman and robin they are but they don't look like it classic capers is the caption stc have put on it it's sonic in an all-black outfit with a red cape and a Batman cowl and a Batman. He's got a Batman logo on his chest. He has. And then Tails is in an all blue onesie, but he's got a a, a black cape, but he's got a Robin R on his chest and a green mask like Robin. Yes, uh, that's not a Robin outfit, though, right? Robin doesn't dress in blue. Not particularly, no. He doesn't have a big chest emblem, but he doesn't dress no. in blue, no. It's nice.
0: It's well done. And then finally, Martin Hemingsway from Batley
1: in West Yorkshire. Yeah, it's got a little exclamation mark. Yeah, it's like, hey,
0: Bat bat like a bat's batly is tails and you know he's dressed superhero as well basically he's got a cape and a
1: mask get mask and a little t logo on his breast but otherwise it is just tails he's not wearing a costume he's just got a mask and cape
0: editorial team have done quite well here with the caption which is 20th century dot 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 is a fox do you get it I think
1: I think because there is a spotlight shining in the background in the top right
0: which is presumably a cropped off bat
1: signal yes yes this page is probably an A4 page where they've just cropped out the bottom half of it and uh, it was probably a tail signal probably a big T shining in the sky that's the graphic zone but the battiness continues on the facing Mm. page Just survive me! It's our advert for our free gift, the uh, Batman
0: and Robin, Batman and Robin discs. discs. I don't have them, mm-hmm. but looking at this eBay auction mm-hmm. for them, if you want to click that, it's pretty clear they are pogs.
1: They're just pogs. Yes, I was describing them last, it was like polystyrene or something. I don't know well, what I was. Well, we wondered if they were. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking of. These are just pogs. Just pogs, they're bits of card, yeah. 16 to collect and they you could get this collector shield which came free with this issue and i think you've got a couple of discs with this issue too based on what it says you mounted them in the 16 holes in this shield Mm -hmm. to celebrate the new movie the movie that killed superhero films forever yes forever they never made any more what was it
0: was it six months or was it a whole year Um. (laughs) (laughs) frosty's corn pops and choco flakes are offering you the chance to collect these exclusive chris they're offering you the opportunity to collect these circles.
1: I'm amazed that you are not more into these, honestly, in the diary zone. Because these are just pogs. Are you out you of... You know what
0: else they're just? Blokes. blokes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're just photos of blokes on circles. Don't care. i po- are th- th- you going to about- look at Bane and tell me that's just a bloke? He's green Bane. and he's got wires coming out of his head. That's the most bloke of all of them because he just looks like Bane. a wrestler. He looked like he's green
0: wrestlers are the blokest blokes there
1: are all right i feel like you're i feel like in this point in <laughs> no time, footballers are the bloke exactly people. what a bloke is is <laughs> your definition of what just a bloke is is actually not yeah. as clear-cut as perhaps in in well,
0: it makes sense to me i can explain it with this you were right that i was a big pogs fan and i would still have been up for a pog around this time i think um <laughs> around the back of the bike sheds but, got there before me. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that was good about Pogs was that the artist who drew them was good. No, this is true. And you were looking at cool
1: designs by that guy.
0: This is just some crap photos from a crap film i'm not interested
1: i mean that's always the problem with any tie-in movie yeah. like merch particularly from this sort of time period where it is just press release like yeah. epk photographs just stuck into stuff instead of like bespoke artwork or anything
0: now of course i'm a giant hypocrite because if they'd come out a few years earlier and they'd had turtles movie screenshots on Amazing. then i'll be all over them or mario movie screenshots i Maybe not. I mean, I didn't. There were things of those films that I didn't. I mean, collect. that's it, like Mario it was just blokes. It is just blokes. That bloke there, he's green. Is he? I can't even tell he's green. He's got a big helmet on. It, look at his arms. Oh yeah, I wasn't looking. He's green.
1: Yeah. Being yeah. is green in Batman and Robin. Just a big wrestler man, and-, and yet you consider a wrestler more of just a bloke than like Batman.
0: Yes, I do. That is in-
1: that's psychologically interesting, isn't it? Right, because there is as much of a like a broad character like hero and villain storytelling as Batman who has yeah. no superpowers and just relies on gadgets and, and theatricality.
0: You're absolutely right. You got me back to right. Is there. the
1: Bat is Batman's utility belt not truly simply the equivalent of Hacksaw Jim Duggan's two by four? That's not for you. The audience will yeah. <laughs> appreciate that one. <laughs>
0: yeah do i take it from that that a wrestler used to hit people with a plank of wood you got it boy mm. but now in all i can say in my defense is that i wasn't that into
1: batman at the time either fair enough.
0: Uh, That's fair enough. I mean, I, so i i didn't watch this film for example
1: i could only have got into batman through the i mean i'd watched the adam west show mm. but uh, the cartoon was where i was like oh oh batman oh right so this can be cool instead of silly. Yeah. Because I don't think, I don't know, I have no memory of when I saw the two Burton movies. Didn't mm. see them in the cinema, tell you that much. Mm. Do not know when I saw them. Could have been post-cartoon. I feel like my frame of reference for Batman was the Adam West show. Because yeah. I've talked about it on the show before, but I remember when Look In Magazine advertised the new animated series in whatever, I guess that was 92, 93, whenever it came out over here. And they did a poster, centre page just pull out, top half of the poster, all the goodies, bottom half of the poster, all the baddies. And I was like, oh yes, Joker, Penguin, Riddler, Catwoman, all the characters I know from the Adam West show. Mad Hatter, he was in the show, but I'd never seen him, you know. Mr. Freeze, hello, you know I like a Freezy villain, that's good. (laughs) 2 fists. <laughs> What's going on with this guy? These guys I'd literally never heard of because they weren't in the uh, Adam West show. And of course, Mister Freeze and the Mad Hatter were in the Adam West show, but not as much as the Joker, Catwoman, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Batman and Robin. Of course, is a standout example of the impact of Batman the Animated Series because it simply took Mister Freeze's the brand new backstory that was created for Mister oh. Freeze for the cartoon of the tragic story of the dead wife, mm. the cryogenically preserved wife. Is that from and the cartoon? That that originated in the cartoon. Oh, that was a good cartoon then. That right? episode won an Emmy, and that is yeah. Mister Freeze's deal. No, they just <laughs> brought it over now. into the comics, and that's yeah. yeah. And uh, I never and they, knew that. What
0: yeah. was he before? Just literally like, ah, ha ha built a Bill of Freeze. Just gun. a
1: bloke with a cold gun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fine. Okay.
1: But, uh, yeah, so what they did was they took that tragic origin story and grafted it onto a film where yeah. he behaved like a villain out of The Adam West Show. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing about Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is just a film version of The Adam West Show. Yes. You know, it spawned a DC animated universe that lasted a decade, but nothing else in that universe had the impact of Batman the Animated Series. It created timeless versions of the characters that still inform how they are written across media today. Whereas a lot of the other shows, particularly Justice League, were sort of products of their time that lacked a surprising amount of relevance today it is a version of the Justice League where you know Wally West is the Flash and John Stewart is the Green Lantern whereas those are like ancillary versions to the old silver age guys who were brought back to life in the comics not long after that cartoon was on the air you know I'm not saying it didn't introduce important ideas but it was a product of its time in a way Batman the animated series never felt like and it's sort of the way it sort of set itself in a sort of perpetual 1930s with the black and white televisions and the art deco mm. visual style mm. so sort of always felt like it was of a different time and the way it yeah. distilled the portrayals of the characters down to create like absolutely iconic versions of the, the characters that are still widely represented as some of the best representations of them in any media ever. There's nothing like Batman the Animated Series and there has never been since almost, I would say.
0: It feels as if the Batman comics are now still trying to play catch
1: up with how Ooh. good that series was. I can't think of anything else to compare it to, honestly. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it's the rare example of a cartoon that is Genuinely As good As everyone who grew up with it Says it is Yeah And then And then here are some pogs Then there's also this film Yeah to display your collection of bat discs kellogg's every time kellogg's is written out here they paste the kellogg's logo in instead well that's appropriate for comics isn't it for those comics a logo shout appropriate for a sonic comic as well just not a british one (laughs) (laughs) well kellogg's is also offering an exclusive glow-in-the-dark batman and robin bat shield with space to hold 16 discs there were only 16 discs but the way they phrase that makes it sound like there could be more uh, just cut out the tokens from the side of special packs and be the envy of your friends as the first to complete the superb collection. You didn't have to, obviously. You just got one free with this comic. You got the to- you got the discs in the packs and you could send off for the shield. So remember, you can become a part of the Bat Team only with Kellogg's Frosties, Corn Pops and Choco Flakes. There can be only one. <laughs>
0: and uh by the way chris uh just while we're here talking about batman and robin entering the world mm. during 2021 early 2021 so still in lockdown me and abby watched the old batman films uh-huh. and I, I have right here my live review of batman and robin that i tweeted out and it says this quote we started watching batman and robin for the first time We're only about half an hour in. It rules. But it's hands down the best of the four. What on earth was all that whinging about? Me watching Batman or Batman Returns. Hmm. Ah, that was a good shot. Oh, interesting. Yes. Me watching Batman and Robin. Ah! (laughs) Just a big smiley face and excitement.
1: It's definitely not. But uh, (laughs) it is, if you approach it with the understanding that it is just a film version of an Adam West story, then... It is, it is what it is. Well,
0: I guess what we discovered in January 21 is that that's what I want most out of a Batman film. I guess so. Loved it.
1: I saw Batman and Robin and Batman Forever in the cinema, but I don't believe I saw the other two in the cinema. I don't think I even knew what Batman really was when the first film came out. I probably knew for the Adam West show, I don't know. But I saw this in the cinema and I was like, well... I don't know. I had a, an image of what Mr. Freeze was. He was my favorite, you know. As we well know from this show, I already had a big thing for ice and cold-themed villains, as it was anyway. So I loved the cartoon episode, and would be ultimately proven right to do so by history. Um, <laughs> so then, this cartoonish portrayal of the character in the film didn't really. Rest oh yeah, I bet, with Yeah. Me, you know? Uh, even with the understanding of what the film was, yeah. uh, as, as I watched, you know, but yeah, you know, they turned in into a growling henchman mm. instead of being like a, an evil mastermind, and um, Alicia Stil- Silverstone's really not very good in it. <laughs> I think it's interesting that they reference the Bat Team, of course, because this is the one that brought Batgirl in, and there really was a Bat Team, now. Uh, but um, it was time to stop making Batman films for a while after they did this one because they'd done everybody that mattered at that point. <laughs> what was left? Because uh, uh, that's a truly interesting thing you don't really think about, is that when Batman Begins rolled around, what, eight years later, the villains they did were still probably the two single most prominent, important Batman villains that hadn't been done in film yet, the Scarecrow and Rayshardou. Ben! They felt happy to go back and do the Joker, Calvin, and Baby. But even for that first film, for relaunching it, they made a conscious choice to do villains that had never been done we move on? Don't.
0: Solve. Zero Zone Part 2, written by Lou Stringer, art by Andy Pritchett, colours by John M. Burns, and letters by Tom Frame. It turns out that Sonic's too cool to be affected by the brainwashing machine, but he pretends to be under its spell to try to get to the bottom of the mysterious Zone of Perfection. Discovering that the zone is surrounded by a force field, he uses his new Blast Attack move on the barrier, which causes the entire zone to glitch out. It turns out, perfection is a hard light hologram generated by a sentient computer program created by dr robotnik but abandoned after it turned out to be good the program has been abducting citizens to assuage its loneliness so sonic suggests it create a new funfair zone that mobians will come to willingly not bad
1: yeah it had to right. come. I mean, after last issue was just the prisoner. It, this is the one yeah. where it actually had to come up with an idea of its own to to wrap things up.
0: And there was a, there was a couple of surprises.
1: Yeah. I like that. I included in the summary saying there he's too cool to be affected by the brainwashing machine, but the, the story never actually explains why it doesn't affect him. No. Uh, you spend the first page and a half thinking he has been affected. Uh, they're like, I'm Citizen Seven. And then they say he can join in with the daily activities, and it turns in their daily activities are standing around and watching the grass grow, counting clouds. And uh, and things like that. <laughs> but Sonic plays along so he can ask to see Citizen One and meet mm. the, the one in charge. But that is a forbidden question. Mm. So they know the brainwashing machine didn't work. And I do love his response. He says, that thing couldn't even wash socks. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's a good line. He tries to leg it. These stone pillars grow up from out of the ground. He mm-hmm. smashes through them. I like that it's stone
0: pillars because that's very in keeping with the port Marion aesthetic you know yeah, it could have yeah. been anything but it's- he,
1: so he smashes the pillars down and that's the way out of town and says come on get together campers i'm leading us out of here but we like this zone it's perfection that's precisely what you've been hypnotized into believing don't you think there's something unreal about this place thinking is forbidden <laughs> quite <laughs> they explain that the zone is surrounded by a force field that they can't yes. escape through Well, now there's a challenge I can't refuse. Depicted here by a a pretty curtain of different coloured stars. (laughs) Yes. And what Sonic uses is the The blast blast attack. attack. Which today would be better known as the homing attack.
0: Yeah, it is the name that Sonic 3D Manual gave to what we now call the homing attack. It wasn't called that.
1: Yes, which you could only use in Sonic 3D if you got the golden shield. Yes. But yes, so that's nice. That's, that's nice. the per- that's more the purview of the kitchen strip to take something from the game and work it into the world like that.
0: It is. It's like when he did his flash move, Force which field. he's never
1: used since. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> which I'm sure would have been handy in a few instances, but we haven't flagged it up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just like a high speed kabam, high, a new move I've been working on. He says, so mm. love that. Mm. something from the games little bit of cake it's all I ask
0: the only trouble is that when Nigel did this with the force field he was like well what I'm doing is I'm vibrating air molecules this is just you don't know what it is it's just yeah
1: he just says he's doing it it just
0: hits the thing in his normal way but it says it's a blast attack so you you imagine it's harder than usual Mm. and it makes the
1: whole zone go
2: mmm
1: yeah, fuzzies like a fuzzy telly. And Sonic figures out what's going on, that it's a solid light hologram. Not the first time Lou Stringer has told a story about that. Oh. The Summer Special from 95. Do you remember Rhino Neil in his pleasure dome had the, uh, <laughs> the hard... And that was Dr. Robotnik in disguise. Yeah. It created a hard light hologram of uh, a tropical beach resort. For the freedom oh, fighters to go to them yeah. and attack them all with hard light badniks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when it turned out that the zone itself was Citizen One.
1: Yes, I'm sorry, I didn't say that in the summary, but yes, oh. the zone itself is Citizen One. It's yeah. not just that it's like a there's a, there's a computer somewhere and it's making a hologram. It's like it is. Yeah, there's not. That, that's neat. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, when that's that, really when, cool.
0: When that reveal came up, and then you know it further turned out that it actually wants to create a happy zone like this was an earnest attempt at making a a paradise yeah i was surprised to the point of sitting there in the pub with big round wide eyes trying (laughs) not to overreact i was like
1: "Mm, reading the comic i mean it's uh it's a star trek plot isn't yeah, it I you know it is, it, yeah. it's it's marrying the great british sci-fi of the 1960s with the great american sci-fi yeah. of the 1960s and it turns out it's a, a formless energy being abducting lesser creatures to amuse itself you know yeah. i wanted company i was lonely he's not a child he's 35 you know <laughs> and then you know sonic's like well i guess you didn't intend any harm it's the whole Dr. Robotnik computer program thing almost feels it's in exactly one panel, you know, that we get this explanation that Dr. Robotnik created me months ago, but abandoned me when he found out my desire was to create a happy zone. Mm-hmm. It's almost believable that I'm not saying it is or anything, but that might not have been part of the original idea for the story. It's just Mm. Stringer probably knew he wanted the Zone to be the entity, Mm -hmm. and figuring out what the entity was was just sort of after-the-fact bit that got tacked on at the end there. You know, he could have been a wandering alien energy life form or whatever, you know?
0: Well, I guess, yeah, what you've identified there is the the detail that tweaks it from a Star
1: Trek story into a a Sonic story. Yeah. So, yeah, Sonic suggests if you want to put your pixels to good use and create a zone people would willingly visit, you'll have lots of residents. Ooh, I'll give it a try. And uh, it does create a big fun fair. Sonic says, okay, it's not as peaceful as it was before, but at least I can get a chili dog
0: now. Chili dogs! Yes, and then the stringer-stinger is, uh, and it's not just a hologram! How's that? Uh, And to be clear, so you don't think about it too much, no, the chili dog is not a hologram. No, we will not explain
1: why not. Yeah, why is it not a hologram? <laughs> I don't know. Does he have employees now? Do people come and live here and set up?
0: Yeah, I guess someone opened a real chili dog stand there. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, starting to think that either they've been told to have a head-on view of Sonic's gross new design yeah. at least once per issue, mm-hmm, or it's mm-hmm. maybe just something Andy Pritchett has the impression he's supposed to do, because he's given us... The really egregious Sonic 3D head, both this issue and last
1: issue in a row. A couple of instances of it in this issue. Page two, page four, and then the big one on page five. But yeah, last issue was really just that last pitch. But otherwise, he draws a perfectly fine, normal, good yep. Sonic, just with the slightly yep. sharper angle on the eyes. And it does feel... The, the other two panels, those do feel like panels where if they were still allowing it, Christmas tree Sonic would happen.
0: No, exactly. That's the thing. Yes, in the Sonic strip, the Mick McMahon ones, they are just like, well, we needed Sonic from the front. That's why this one stands out. It looks like we just have to put this here on maybe maybe they had to put it on the last page or something. It feels like it's It feel it, it, it doesn't
1: feel like he needs to be looking straight dead out at the camera the way he is exactly. like this. Because he doesn't in the next panel.
0: Maybe it just stands out Because it's such an egregiously bad design.
1: It's so bad. But
0: it really does stand out, so I can't help but wonder. There must be a reason, you know?
1: God, even look at it, though. He's even trying to make the ears work this time. Yeah. As compared to last issue where they were, it was just a full-on copy of the box art and they were growing out of the centre of his forehead. He's at least, he's moved them to the top of the curve of his head in that shot. They get it. Like, they're trying so hard. Maybe
0: what makes it stand out so much is that this last one, there in all its grotesqueness is next to such a good little boy look at that big square-headed cat boy mobian look at him that's a really good drawing and it's almost as if to, like the artist here is going like no I, I can draw don't worry this isn't me this isn't me we've got to do <laughs> I'm this i'm
1: being made to make yeah. it, an older boy told me to do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so no shade to andy pritchett for these bad no Sonic god heads. no not at all this isn't his fault he's being made to do it and and, and it'll only get worse well mm. you know what I actually don't know if it will because while they will have to draw Sonic different and bad and wrong all the time I don't know if it ever is truly quite as bad as these two stories for just copying the head-on shot of the front of the box. Yeah. Next issue Amy and Techno in a spot of bother.
0: Okay. A spot of bother uh, like a I want, it makes me think spot the dog, so I'm
1: thinking of a dog with a spot on oh, yeah, well, it. Yeah, what about it? could be like a like a holiday spot. A it night the spot, summer. it could be. A night spot, it could be. Oh, or we've had Norris Wimple introduced already. We're waiting for him to come back and be named. It could be like a he's you spotty. Know, like spotting, like Badnik spotting.
0: Oh, I thought you meant he's spotty because he's a nerd. Well, it could be that too, <laughs> but
1: Badnik spotter popped into mind when I thought of him, and I think maybe that's what it is. Sports. This one's titled Art Frame Up, and it comes in from Emma White in Billericay, Essex. Dear Megadroid, me and my friends were doing some detective work Mm -hmm. on the drawing which Kimberly Talbot did, SDC 97, and we've come to the
0: conclusion... Hold on, listeners. We know what drawing she's talking about. This is the story of the booby girl tales. Not not like a pervy one, but one that's kind of scrunching up in a in a chest-emphasizing way.
1: Delicately posing and squeezing her little foxy
0: boobies together.
1: Yes. And... And which, yes, received some uh, <clears throat> fan mail an mail, issue or two ago. Yes. Yes. And it's that the, the story is about to take a twisty bend. Mm-hmm. Because Emma White... And her friend have concluded that Kimberly did not draw it freehand! The head was exactly the same size as a sticker we saw. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't find that conclusive. <laughs> and the body looks like it was taken from a Minnie Mouse picture. So, Kimberly, if you're reading this, own up. I'm sorry, that sounds like sour grapes to me from Emma White. I know.
0: Emma is not pleased with the attention that Kimberly's been getting from hunky boomers, and she's here to jab her interfering stick in Kimberly's spokes, isn't she?
1: <laughs> I can believe that the head was like referenced from a drawing of sure. tales. Because it's, yeah. But to say it's this, exactly the same, same size as a size sticker. As a sticker. Do you, mean, do you mean the reprint in STC happened to be exactly the same size as a sticker? Well, that's not the size it was drawn at. Do you know what? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. It wouldn't be the size of the drawing. Now, if at all. she means the lines are exactly the same. That's different. Well, she doesn't say that. But as I say, I don't. I wouldn't surprise me to learn the head was referenced. You know.
0: Uh, no, I would be because well, not no, not. Kimberly was obviously a good enough artist that I don't think she needs to do that. So if she did, that's simply by the by, as far as I'm concerned.
1: And Minnie and Mouse body looks like it was taken from Minnie Mouse. What drawings of Minnie Mouse are you looking at that are doing that? Yeah. <laughs> you, what you mean is. It looks good. Yeah. And you simply don't believe somebody could have made that up. Yeah. It's a good piece of cartooning. And the thing is, we so. don't know.
0: I, I I, always suspected that Kimberly is older than you would normally mm. expect someone to draw for the graphic zone anyway. Like, I think that's an older kid. In the way that, remember, we found out that someone sent something in when he was like, and yeah. got it printed and he was like all of 18 or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. The one with the website. Yes. And Megadroid replies, Many mice, Are you telling? Tails, hey,
0: <laughs> A little letter here, a mini letter, and it's a joke. That's never a good start. Uh, it's a joke in very big inverted commas. Titled brush with humour, it says. And that's the that's the funniest bit. A-C! <laughs> A-C-C, hey, hey, Chris. Uh, yes, Mr. Bumazar, <laughs> The world's greatest fox loses, loses meant uh, one of his long, fluffy brushes. The question is... You know, sorry, just to pause there. The, the, You're ruining it. The existence of tails has made me completely forget that the word used to be brush. Anyway, if the question is,
1: who would he go to for a transplant? I'm sure I don't know, Mr. Blum, to whom would the world's greatest fox go for a transplant if he lost one of his long fluffy brushes? A tail! Ooh, as in a bird's tail. They didn't even go a tail dash or... No. No, no, just a tailor. A tailor. No, and that's oh, from, right. Oh, yeah. That's from
0: Christian Georgies in Sale, Cheshire, just up the road from me. Sonic 2 Crucial Cup winner. And Megadroid half clobbers together a, a response to that. <laughs> it
1: literally just says, so. SEW. S-E-W like, so, like a tailor, so.
0: I just burst out laughing it's brilliant and it's at the same time isn't it
1: got some pictures that are quite nice though um well i don't know if quite nice describes this first one up top
0: yeah this is sent in by someone with the 90s most relentlessly cool name possible kai bond sin hell yeah there's not a syllable of that that isn't badass
1: yeah Well, he's drawn a Sonic with two heads. Yep. That's just what it is. And that's a very difficult thing to do because you've got to do two separate rows of spikes. And uh, this Sonic, unlike Brave Hog, most definitely does have a neck. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, and he's had it, he's evidently had it severed and then grown back two heads. Yeah, like a Hydra. Like a Hydra.
1: More double Sonics. Oh, I the, get it. The, yes. Double Sonic, yeah.
0: Uh, and then there's another one down in the corner from Catherine Burnett in St. John's Worcester, which, um, anime-looking. Yes, very. I don't go as far as to say that that's what it is. It's just how it lands now. Um, mm. And it's Girl Tales.
1: It's Girl Tales. It's Girl tails. She's got a little uh, top on, a little, little, uh,
0: skirt. little skirt. On, and she's got a big blonde ponytail coming off her head. And... Uh, interestingly a tails tuft of hair but colored blonde and then little side mm. tufts as well just to relentlessly hammer home the clues a child leaves on a drawing to tell you that it's a woman yes she's got the eyelashes she's got the lipstick,
1: lipstick bows on the shoes too mm-hmm. yep it's all there but yes but she does have two tails is the thing so one cannot be sure if this is it's either actually you know, girl a girl tails. tails or just a girl fox mm. But you've got big, big anime eyes.
0: It's not just anime, it's the way a child draws anime. It's the eyes being tall and close together. Yep, and it's got big
1: gleams. Yeah, it's the big gleams. Big, big sparkly anime eyes. SDC have captioned, it. Does this mean Tails' fave is Baby Spice? Uh, I, sp- I suppose it could be a Baby Spice Tails. I, 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 it's not. <laughs> I but it's it's good enough for the caption. <laughs> because it's it's the 90s. Mm. And so that's that's uh, what we were all arguing about. Yep. Which one was our favorite one? It was uh, mine. Was Baby Spice? Did you have a favorite Spice Girl, Dave? I don't feel like no. you did. Of course you did. Women is it? Women. <laughs> <laughs> Last letter here is titled "Alert Boomer" and comes in from an anonymous boomer in Glasgow. Dear STC, a while back, just after Sonic had destroyed the Brotherhood of Metallics... We were hearing about this already this episode. Mm. Dr. Robotnik said to Grimer that he needed a new badnik design. You with me so far? (laughs) Grimer then showed Robotnik a diagram of a badnik based on Knuckles. Anyway, what I'd like to know is whether Grimer will ever build this badnik. And if so, what will it be called? If you Humes and Megadroid are stuck for a name, I thought Knucklex would be good. In a story called Robotnik's Return did you know did yeah. you
0: <laughs> and megadroid replies good suggestion and on but all will be revealed next issue in a spectacular new sonic story entitled evil empire a much better name
1: and uh sorry boomers but since this uh, recording of this episode has gone on an awfully long yeah. time we're going to skip the mailbag for today and uh, off the back of that letter just jump straight to that next issue page mm. The evil empire—the image they have described in the diary zone. It is a close-up shot of Knuckles Metallics' evil eyes, sliced in three. Yes, it's one picture, and it's been split into three stripes. Mm. And the centre stripe is in proper colours, and the top and bottom are just negative versions of the rest of the image.
0: And this time, they really have blown up a piece of Richard Elson strip art. Oh yes, too far. Like it's. It's blurry, that's how much they've had to enlarge. Oh, that doesn't
1: friggin' matter. No, it doesn't matter. Knuckles Metallics, new four-part story. An eye for an eye, it says, because we're right up close on his eyes. Yeah. And, of course, the evil empire clearly communicates we are coming back to the Dracon stuff as well.
0: Snazzy old font there for the evil empire. It looks Mm. like something out of, well, not the Matrix, but not not the Matrix.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Plus, free gift, mega-sized Sonic poster knight's pin-up yeah knight's pin-up we're not back to battle. Oh, yet knights, then oh, mm, mm. keep an eye it's been a while since we've heard knight's mansion i
0: mean yeah it's been a while since we had any knight's pin-ups we had the major, yeah. yeah
1: i wonder if we want to run of those now amy and technos spot of bother and captain
0: plunder and the spice maidens decap attack <laughs> i don't know why that that's exempt from the and for some
1: reason yeah and <laughs> captain plunder and the spice maidens dot decap attack <laughs> Well, uh, whatever it is. It's all in STC number 108. They've got that little recycled paper little, little logo pong. here that we saw on the yep. control zone. It's, it's the Sonic 3... We didn't mention it. At no, the, we think. didn't, unfortunately. It, it's the uh, Sonic... The cover... Well, we try not to mention the cover of Sonic 3D when we can help it, but it is... It's the POG. It's the cover POG. It's the cover POG, Sonic 3D cover, and it's it's in green because green for the environment. It says recycled paper around it. STC number 108 on sale Wednesday, the 9th of July, priced one pound and twenty five p And when you're looking for that episode, you will find it in most places that good podcasts are available, or you can download it directly from our website at stctp.zone, where our webmaster, Spanky, has added yet another lovely new feature. Mm. We've got the scans up there now as well. If you click the link to any episode, the full scans of the issue... Are included on the page. That is to say, pulled from the existing scans. So if there's anything that's not in the scans, like the adverts or yes. whatever, there they're still not there yet. But uh, no. if we, if uh, maybe if we can bother our arses we'll do something about that. But don't count, don't count on it.
0: <laughs> you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Sonic Podcast, and you can find us both there individually. I'm at Demon Tomato Dave, and I am at
1: Chris McFeely, and we're both on YouTube under those names as well.
0: And if you prefer decaffeinated, ethically sourced social media, do come along and try our very own Mastodon server maintained brilliantly by Spanky the Web Guy if it helps to seal the deal you get an edit button that's at speedlines.stctp.zone so as listeners to this podcast you get to bypass all that fussing about what server to join all you have to do is sign up and say when prompted something that makes it clear you're a listener doesn't matter what because it isn't a robot it's me and Spanky who look at the application so you're talking to a real person that's speedlines.stctp.zone
1: you can support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash stctp and we need the support don't we dave we do we're like grown-ups now we need need
0: some flipping money this time we don't get summer holidays anymore do you know how long it takes me to edit these things it's like a a full-time job but the good news is whatever you put in you're gonna get a load of goodies goody goody yum yum you're gonna find yourself Loads of videos that are spanning like the last couple of years now. of Content we've got us going through all of the Martin Adams books, and something that we don't mention often but that is up there for you to find. We did an interview with the man himself. Oh, yes, James Wallace. James we had Wallace an interview
1: with him. Clearly, I'd never been interviewed about the Sonic books before, no. and I was more than happy to talk about them.
0: Yes, that, that is a world exclusive, and you can find it only currently at our Patreon. The bloke who wrote Sonic in the Fourth Dimension. And you'll find us going through that book and the other Martin Adams books.
1: You'll also find the work of the bloke who wrote Secrets of Mobius. Which yes. isn't as, uh, you know, as it, when it comes to... Prestige. When it comes to authorial comparisons. Yes. Two different extremes on display on the Patreon. That's
0: the thing. Well, we offer a wide range of different content for you to pick <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, we that's offer that's some thing. good
1: Yeah. And we offer <laughs> some shit. And that is
0: my fanfic, The End of Mobius, latterly named Secrets of Mobius. Which you've been hearing all
1: about in the Diary Zone, so we will not belabor the point. Sign up to Patreon and join us for live streams on Thursday nights twice a month where we talk about one of those two things.
0: Yeah. Our opening theme song at the start of the show was called Synchronized and it's by a band called Sonic the Comic, and you can find them at
1: sonicthecomic.bandcamp.com But we have been Sonic the Comic the Podcast. We always have been, as far as I'm aware anyway. And we will continue to be it you when about? you come back to visit us next, <laughs> next time. time. Yes, this guy's wearing uh, armor and a crown. This is—he looks really medieval. It is past it? times. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In addition to that, we've got an explosive <laughs> pin-up.